Yep, yep. Welcome back, welcome back, welcome back to Full Profits Podcast. It's my brother on here today, 606. How you doing, my guy? Good, brother, brother. Man, you know, living life, you know. Yes, indeed. I'm saying progressing, you know what I'm saying? Looking at looking at life through the, the lens of COVID. Yeah. You know, watching, Good how times. watching how everybody react and watching how the world kind of like, uh, I guess, evolves and adapts. You know what I'm saying? But we're not the first generation. We ain't gonna be the last generation. So no, I, and I don't want to adapt too well to it, and, and that become my norm. You know, that at some point that there's things that I want to go back to doing, um, and, it, and it doesn't have to necessarily be with big crowds of people. But I do want to see, I do want to travel and see family. You know, at some point. Absolutely, one hundred percent. That's how it is with me, man. I like I, you know, I work, come home, mix some music down. Do a little writing, make some beats, do some studying, reading, you know what I'm saying? It's just, a, it's, it's become like a, a, a routine, you know what I mean? It's one of them things, just trying to better myself, dude. Like the shit that, 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 that transpired over the last couple of years, last three or four years, dude, is like life changing shit in, in, in true essence, bro. It is, man, but at, 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 to a certain degree, we can't lose focus, you know, of, of what the goal is, you know, and, and, and you are driven to do certain things. I'm driven to do certain things. Agent Smith is everybody, certain people around the world, like they have goals and, and there are things they're trying to inspire to do. So absolutely, even, even though we, we, we've been dealing with COVID and before COVID, we were just living our lives, you know, trying to, trying to get to the next dollar or get to the next goal or get to the next step of our dream and, and fulfill our plan. We got to We got to keep moving, man. It's just Absolutely. through COVID, I've learned, you know, as as much as I miss certain people, this might be the best time for me to to work on certain things, including myself. Right. I'm with you on, on that 100 percent, bro. It's been exactly the same type of revelation, you know, some self-reflection. COVID really did. Only thing COVID did for me, in all honesty, is it kind of revealed some gaps in my life that I needed to fill that, mm. that that weren't really um they weren't in the forefront of my mind prior to if that makes any sense you know what i'm saying because we got so just back to what you were saying about not getting used to it like we got so used to a certain level of comfort and complacency that we weren't even aware that that's what that was you dig what i'm saying it's like yeah. that it's almost like because first of all we live in a first world country and uh, we do have some pre-existing issues, you know what I'm saying, regarding race and blah, blah, blah. But just on a person-to-person -person level, I think that we were just, we were like, at, we were living at the top of the hill of, of convenience. You dig what I'm saying? Yeah. So, um, and life is not a movie. So you see how people react to, uh, reacted in the first few months to COVID going out buying up all the toilet paper and hand sanitizer and baby wipes and all this stuff. In the movies, people get together and they try to overcome these challenges. And I mean, it's written very well, you know, and had, if you never experienced it, you'd be like, hey, we could probably pull that off. You know what I'm saying? Like, hmm, I think I could see that happening. I don't know that everybody will be down for it, but I can see that occurring. Yeah. Uh, Man, less than 2% of the people had that mentality when COVID hit. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Every man for itself. 
It was every man for themselves. And the, the toilet paper thing was my biggest issue. Like, why is everybody stocking up on toilet paper? If we're going into survival mode, toilet paper, tape, toilet paper should be the last thing that you're thinking about. See, that's what made, that's what gave me a little bit more uh, drive and motivation to do a little bit more research and start reading more and start uh, actually educating myself on a few things. And uh, I didn't, it didn't really reveal a whole lot to me but the mentality was a little bit more uh, clear to me as, as to what that's about, because, excuse me, a lot of people are misinformed and undereducated when it comes to like uh, uh, how stocks are traded and stuff like that. A lot of people aren't really prepared to financially uh, uh, pat themselves in case there's another pandemic. So what they do is they try to find the, the cheapest, most uh, lucrative way to flip money. You know what I'm saying? If you if you and your sector have a have a stronghold on toilet paper, you can mark that shit up. That's you a fact. That's a fact. It's cheap as shit to buy, and you can just flip it. Uh, the same thing. The guy in Chattanooga, Tennessee, bought up all that hand sanitizer and tried to sell it on Amazon. There's a whole documentary on that shit that's on uh, HBO, I believe, where uh, it, it kind of like touched on like what his thought process was, and it was like it come from a, just a a general capitalist mentality and he got caught up in the money you see what i'm saying he didn't it never even occurred to him that damn dude i'm really fucking people over yeah well he got called out on it. <laughs> it, it not just him but the guy that had the pill that bought the uh yeah the wu-tang uh, album uh martin screlly or whatever Shkreli. his name yeah yeah yeah, yeah. he and marked it up by 800 percent because he knew you know people it was a need it was supply and demand, and he had he had the supply. You know, and but also it, you take into account also how small of a demographic of people are going to require that pill. So to maximize profit from that little small pocket of people, he he wanted to make hand hand over fist money strictly through insurance alone. You see what I'm saying? It's like if you got a if you got a hundred thousand people that need what you got, marking it up might seem like a good idea, but you can underserve and be be out of it before you know it. But when you know only like 10,000, 100,000 people need what you got. I mean, shit, the rest of the, the rest of the world or the rest of the country ain't even looking at you. It's just right. the ones that focused on you at that moment in time that you can exploit. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It seemed to be a lot of people needed what he had. I'm not sure what, what the mm -hmm. pill was or what it was need, what it was needed for. Do you? I, from my understanding, it was like, because I know like back in the 90s, there was like an entire cocktail of pills that people used to take for uh, HIV and AIDS. And this pill is like the single pill version of that. So uh, I don't know the full scope of it, but I do understand that uh, because that pill uh, reduced the, the load of, of medication on a person's kidneys and liver, it was highly sought after. Wow. You know what I'm saying? And it kind of like also helped manage the T cell count. So the viral load wouldn't over, you know what I'm saying? Overtake them, mm. stuff like that. Man, and he could have been, he could have helped so many other people. And I understand, you know, like you said, capitalistic society where, you know, uh, you want you want to make the, the the most amount of money. You want to capitalize. You want to do it the best you can in a short amount of time. But he could have helped out so many people in the process by 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 giving assistance or lowering lowering the cost of the pill. Dude, I said this shit. I posted this on Facebook maybe two years ago, and. Usually when I post stuff like this, it never really get any uh, attention. A handful of people might respond to it, but most people don't understand the concept. Everything 
has a price. Everybody has a price. Most people don't, mo most people never meet that, that line where their price is called into question, but everybody has a price, right? So when I say that, I mean, like, uh, there's different things you're willing to sacrifice to yeah. a certain point. You know what I'm saying? Let like, me interject for those who don't know. Me, Six, Agent Smith, we, we've all been around record industry people. We've all been around record deals and everything. And right. they will, some of them will tell you that we may not get your price now, but everybody has a price. Absolutely. It's all about what you're willing to give up to get it. And like, for, like where for, are you in life? <laughs> you know, where are you at in life? What, what, what's, the, what's the breaking point? What makes you say, you know what? Fuck it. I'll go ahead and sacrifice for this. Yeah. You understand? Because... Yeah. People, people do that every day. People make those types of calls every day on a small scale. You know what I'm saying? Like, uh, I'll call off work to go kick it with this chick or the chick will, uh, I'm not even gonna go into the OnlyFans shit cause that's a whole different tier of it. But like a chick will probably like not do her research on the dude and just fuck with him cause he cool. And her price is her her dignity when she finds out that this dude wasn't really who she who, who he convinced her he was. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, he turns out to be a scumbag. Right. So those prices are like, they vary from person to person, man. And Martin Screlly, he was already tainted, dude. He was already a multimillionaire prior to. You know what I'm saying? He didn't get rich off that pill. He was rich enough to buy the pill and then jack the price up. He was already in the pharmaceutical business. And to be so young, he didn't have like the, he didn't have the, the, the path behind him in life to say uh, certain things you just don't do because he never had to experience those pitfalls. Correct. When that pitfall came, it came all in one spell swoop. Yeah. Did he so, end up going to jail? Still in there now. Wow, okay. Do you know how much time they gave? I'm just asking because I, 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 I stopped following. I forgot, bro. It's like, okay. ever since like, because uh, I forgot he even went to trial, but I do know he was in, he uh, testified in front of Congress or some shit like that. Wow. And he was like having like a, from what I could recall, he he was like having like a nervous breakdown, dude, because he couldn't really he couldn't comprehend why they were on his ass. It's like it was a uh, it was inconceivable for him. And I understand why, like you said, you know, when he's coming from a back background of of already being in a, in a position to to have have things for himself, and he took it he took something and he said, "Well, I'm gonna, I'm gonna be a wolf. I'm gonna go out here and make more money for myself." What is so big? What is so bad about it? But you got we live in a society that promotes that, man. We like think about like you you play sports. You was a boxer. You know what I'm saying? You know what your what your corner's telling you when you go out there. You know what I'm saying? Take his head off. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, out here, we ain't bullshitting. You here to win. Yeah. And, and but the only thing about it is uh for, for me, because I was a the, the boxer and a counterpuncher and I did good at it. Um they tell you to do it methodically though. Oh, absolutely. Systematically. You yeah. know, he, he went for the gusto. Yeah, but see, that's the difference, though, man. It's like the coaching. What type of coaching did you have? What type yeah. of leader did you have? Yeah. Saying, like, um, I'll use my life as an example, man. You know, you know my background. You, you know what I'm saying? Uh, where I am now, the dude that I am now is no different than the dude that I was prior, except for the fact that my life experience taught me what not to do or what not to tolerate or what not to put up with. So that also, what that did for me was it, it changed the price I, I was able to increase my price so my cost isn't so low. That's Again, a fact. Everybody's got a price. So I had to I had to reevaluate my value. 
You did what I'm saying. And I think because we come from situations where uh, morals, integrity, and dignity is taught to you, you know, at some point you got to stand for something or you will fall for anything. So we look at uh, acquiring or gaining success or fame or wealth or health, whatever it is, we look at it differently. And, and in the process, even though we may go, what am I willing to give up to get this? We also go, all right, that's too much. Let me, let me, let me pull back. In the process, I've seen people get hurt. I come from a situation where people are already hurting. I don't want to continue to hurt nobody else. Well, I'm going to tell you, I'm going to ask you this. And maybe you got an answer that will help me understand it a little bit better. But you ever wonder why, like, because it's easy to teach children certain things because they have a malleable mind. But like, why is it that like people that are at a financial disadvantage taught morality and that shit is enforced more on poor people than it is on like middle class and rich people? I think that's because they are poor. The answer I have, well, it, it, to me makes the most sense, but go ahead. I think it's because the, the, they are poor and it has to, that's pretty much the the only thing that they have to hold on to unless they were told to be aggressive and strive for things. I learned to go after more once I realized, yo, the situation I'm in doesn't make sense to success. I have to do more to get it. Uh, from, from my observation, dealing dealing with people who have money and talking to them, like mm-hmm. they they go balls to the walls, man. My, my rationale behind it is this, bro. All right, you have, I'll use uh, the civil rights movement as an example, because the civil rights movement preceded uh, uh, modern feminism. All right, to me, uh, Martin Luther King was like the, uh, the poster child for what morality is supposed to be in the black community. And that was kind of like what, what, the, uh, what the white people wanted us to kind of like model ourselves after. That's why to this day, they keep on like pulling up his quotes and saying little things every time it comes around. Like, well, what would Martin Luther King think? Blah, blah, blah. They want to kind of keep you docile because morality keeps you docile. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? Morality, because you know where the line is. You know what I'm saying? You know what the you know if it's a sin or if it's wrong, then there's punishment attached to it. You know what I'm saying? And these most of these punishments are kind of attached to um, I don't even want to say it's racial, but it's more class based. If that makes any sense, because you, you the rich can't get rich if there are not enough poor people willing to risk everything they have to try to get rich. You know what I'm saying? But that's correct. That's correct. Thing is, is morality is the is the constraint. You know what I'm saying? It's like we have buffers and constraints. Our buffer would be uh, our buffer would be the communication that we have with one another. You know what I'm saying? The ideas that we bounce off one another. Uh, a lot of those ideas are usually based around, uh, well, God, God will bless you and uh, just pray on it. And, you know what I'm saying? Uh, good things come to those who wait. And you know what I'm saying? All of that restraint stuff. You know what I'm saying? The restraint talk. You know what I'm saying? The aggression is not there. Those of us that are aggressive are allowed to be aggressive only through certain channels. Uh, entertainment, uh, maybe in the business field, but we it's not really that applicable there because, you know, it's like, who wants to see a, a, a hundred thousand black men running all these Fortune 500 companies? If you can see it, if you can get it, you did what I'm saying. Uh, you can overturn whole nations if everybody's aggressive. Correct. You can, overturn, you can nobody's no dude. The reason why we're still fighting for the same shit we're fighting for now is because of morality. 
Yeah. Certain people are afraid to push the envelope. And then you have others, like we said, that price, certain people can get bought off through the course of the movement. Yep. If, if, if I know that six, 606 price is $10 million um, and I can get you to jump off the bag, bandwagon of, of making sure that Black people are taken care of, if I know that that's your number, $10 million is your number, if I know that and I give you that money and you're going to get off the bandwagon and you're, not, you're no longer going to be the head and the leader of the movement or the number two or three guy, and I can get you that money, it's easy. It's easy. I know that I can thwart that plan or at least stop it and slow it down because now there's dissension within the movement of the people that are still going forward, trying to uh, strive for this, this getting, getting racial equality or, 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 or reparations. Yeah. Different things like that. So. And that's like, to me, that's like the biggest, that's to me, that's the biggest, uh, stumbling block because we're not able to compartmentalize and contextualize those things. I think because we're we, we're so behind the 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 line, we're so behind on everything as far as like advancement in our community. Like mm-hmm. think about it like this, dude. It's only been less than 60 years since since Dr. King died, right? Correct. Since, since uh Malcolm X died as well. And we have a we have an entire demo of people that are telling us to get over it. It was it was so long ago. And the thing is, is like this is probably the most advanced and youngest country in the world to be at this level. And it's all based on on aggression on one end and 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 uh muting on the other end. Correct. And and when you speak when you think about it, uh 60 years isn't a long time. In the grand scheme of things, my dad is sixty-five. My my mom is 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 seventy something. You, see you understand? Saying? You understand? So that's, that's a whole generation over, right? I'm Gen X. You're a millennial, right? Correct, dude. All my teachers were civil rights era. All your teachers were civil rights era. That's a fact. You see what I'm saying? There is no there's no reason why, other than the fact that it's been planted in our head that we got to take the higher road. There is no higher road, bro. There is no higher road. But you know, that whole humility was also indoctrinated through slavery too, though. And I think yeah, a lot of people forget that. Fear. fear tactics and shit. Yes. You see what happened to him? You want that to happen to you? But they still do that to this day. Yeah. And nothing's changed. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And it's one That's of the things I, I tell people all the time, like, it's okay to have morality. It's okay to have integrity and it's okay to have dignity. But there are certain things you... You can't. You can at certain times put those things to the to the side and strive for success. Yeah, and strive for success and strive for goals as long yeah. as you keep yourself intact. Yeah, you add them to your add them to your tool chest. You know, yeah. it's not, those aren't the only things that keep us alive, dude. We're right now at a at a crossroads, and it's so it's so kind of crazy how um, how divisive. Uh, the media is like everybody still like our our parents my dad still watches the news my girl's uh mom still watches the news i don't watch the news i don't need to i'm i'm of the era of you know i can find the information on the internet i can find whatever i can cross reference quicker than the news can tell me yeah you know what i'm saying but that's still the news you see what i'm saying it's just that it's uh it's tailor-made for the individual then everybody gets online and they have these conversations and they create they create a conversation that that kind of pieces together the components of a story or a narrative that's already been pre-established 
And the other thing about when you watch the news is because, <clears throat> because they're dialed into your TV, they yep. know what you're listening to. They know what you're watching and they know how much time you spend right. watching that. So that's the longer, ratings, yeah, that's how, they, that's how they get their rating. So the amount of time, if they say coming up, my next guest is 606 from Chicago and he's going to be here. He's a rapper. And people know, oh, shit, that's 606. That's a, that's a guy I want to hear uh, talk about this, that, and the third. Oh, we got Brother O on here. He'll be on here at, at 7 o'clock as well. Yep. You'll tune in for those segments just because you want to see or hear us. But they may drag other segments out around that just to see if you're tuning in. And if you yep. stop tuning in, they'll go right into the next thing because they know how to, they know how to do that. Uh, control it through the ratings and everything but already measure the metrics based yeah. on like the popularity of whatever that topic is going to be or whoever that guest is going to be that's a fact and it's the same thing with social media like the whole little thing with the uh, whistleblower for facebook where she said about uh how they uh been how they've been manufacturing the negative i guess the negative news feed based on the algorithm absolutely but you tune into the negative news feed though people always do people always, always people well, love negative ne negativity that's why I try to post as much happy stuff or something with some positive thought as much as possible. Not all the time, because I love I love ignorant shit, too. But, you know, something to learn something or something, man, because they know that people are clicking those that all the clickbait. They know that people are tuning into those things. They know that Absolutely. It, it generates it generates views for them. And then they people get advertising dollars for that. So Facebook gets paid. Y'all just heard that man or they allegedly they said that man lost five billion dollars. And he got it right back. You got it right back because y'all jumped right back on there. Like y'all missed something. It's the same shit every day. It's what it is, man. They go back to the conversation we were having the other day about the, the, the time it takes to form a habit. We're talking people who got over a decade of time just checking Facebook. They've, it's part of their life, dude. Remember, I, I, I think I uh, deactivated my Facebook for like two years before I jumped back on it. And uh, the first, I'd say the first month of it was tough, bro. Because I had been doing it for so long. I've been on there. You know what I'm saying? I de deactivated it. I just, it was an experiment. Like, let me get off of here for a little bit. After that, that 30 days, dude, I didn't even care. Mm -hmm. The only reason why I jumped back on there is because I needed to get back into the music game. I needed to get back on to like promoting and, and, yeah. and networking. You know, the crazy part is that I, I try to stay off there because, you know, when I get home, I want to be able to do the, I want to be able to read. I want to be able to do the podcast. I want to be able to decompress as well, right? Work right. out whatever it is I need to do. But the crazy part is, is when I don't get on Facebook, it starts sending me notifications of things to let me know. Yeah. To let me know that I haven't or it'll let me know that I haven't been on there. Yeah, they'll do that. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. They want to yeah. see if you're still alive. <laughs> yeah. So what I do is I swipe all that shit off to the side so it's not on my screen no more because I'm not on. I'm not on there because I don't want to be on there and you're not going to force me. You're not going to control how I think and what I decide to do with my time. And, you and that's hard to like it's, it's tough to turn off all their push notifications it's tough yeah, i remember when i went through the process of de deactivating my old account dude the process was so long i got a folder on my hard drive right now full of every bit of content because they they give you that option to download all your content before you finish uh taking that shit off you know what i'm saying and shutting down and that folder is so huge dude like video clips and memes and conversations in the inbox yeah it's dude so i know if I got a copy. They got a copy. That whole that whole old account is still sitting in their archive. Yeah, and it's fucking yeah. hilarious to me, dude. It's like it's like one of those things. Like because I'm my awareness allows me to kind of like view it 
and every bit of information I receive in this way. Yeah, you have they have you have uploaded what you think and they have documented it for a later time. Yep, absolutely. And that's kind of why like and you I'm pretty sure you've seen some of the stuff I post. Like I I don't post anything different on Facebook that I than I would on, on Instagram. A lot of the times what I post on Facebook comes from Instagram because I just chain them together. Yeah. And, uh, the thing is, like, if I'm not saying nothing that has any true value, if the value isn't uh, useful in some form or, fashion, uh, form or fashion, I don't necessarily post it. I kind of like just keep it to myself or, I mean, because, you know, we all get on bullshit. We want to say some ignorant shit sometimes. But Absolutely. I'm like, you know what I'm saying? I got to use my voice in a more responsible way. I just go ahead and crack my jokes in person with people and talk my shit in person with people because Facebook is grimy and... You never know how that shit's gonna impact you in the next few years. That yeah. shit will come back up. Like, I will say this. Six, you know, six. I don't know if you have a person that does this on your Facebook uh friends list, but you ever had that person who always posts like negative stuff? Yep, I got a few. It's just everything is just negative. And but then Facebook. when people on Facebook, yeah, and then when people around them die, it just seems so morbid and and horrible. And it's almost like Man, you need to find a, a, a happy place. You need to get your shit together. But see, the thing is, bro, is like just like dopamine is our happy hormone. I forgot what the, the hormone is that kind of like feeds the negativity. But Facebook kind of like taps into all of that. I mean, you think about it like this. For one, there's an addiction element to it. A lot of people don't address those addictive elements. We got a bunch of teenagers and adults both addicted to the same thing. And most of it is just the attention. You can get more attention being negative than you can for being positive. You can get more attention by saying, damn, I lost my job than saying, damn, I started a business. You see what I'm saying? So a lot of that just comes from that, that, that need for that attention. They don't even realize that they're hardwired that way. Now they've been trained. They train like fucking puppies. I, I wonder if the people that are listening, do you know that they, they, Social media apps and drugs are the only uh, only things in the world where they call people users. Yep. To the people that are listening, do you know that you are a user? They, they consider you alcohol. a user. When you're out, when you drink alcohol, you're just an alcoholic. You're an alcoholic, but when you use drugs, you're a user. When you get on Facebook, uh, Twitter, and, and uh, Instagram, yeah, you're a user base. Yeah. All that, and 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 to read just to go back a second. Uh, serotonin is a is a hormone that you were speaking on. Yes, yes. Yeah, yep. it's serotonin. So it, it the depression, all that depression. stuff. Your appetite, yeah. it deals with all that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And those are the things that kind of like factor into because when people, because I see it at work all the time. Like I, I'm at work. I have my my earbuds and I'm listening to podcasts. I'm listening to music, whatever. So anything to kind of like just streamline my thoughts while I'm doing whatever job I'm doing. That's what I do. Some people they spend their entire time awake engaging on facebook engaging on social media in general most people i'm noticing now are kind of like falling away from twitter and i'm i know why because i don't really be on, on twitter too much no more but i know why but that's another conversation but i do know that facebook is like the most entry level most basic format for people to kind of like just get off their whatever they're thinking their thoughts they, they treat it like it's a diary absolutely you know or like it's their counselor yeah with it's a it's a counselor with an active audience and i think i posted today i said that uh uh posting on facebook is purely performative 
You know what I'm saying? None, none, most of those conversations, 90% of those conversations, you would never have with anybody in real life. But you're supposed to, Six. If something is bothering no. you, you should have a group of people or concern. a person to talk to or a counselor, a psychiatrist. There should be somebody in your background, in your personal life, in your private life that you can talk to. It shouldn't be Facebook. But we're in a generation now, we're in a day and time now where there are more people medicated for, for mental health issues than any time. And it just so happens to be around the same era as the social media era. So there's a correlation. There is a correlation. But, you know, the other part of that is, well, if we can medicate you, we would love to. Absolutely. And you, all of these things go hand in hand. Like the, the, the fear that people have over COVID. I mean, I'm not going to say it's not a legitimate fear because I don't know everything there is to know about COVID. You know what I'm saying? I know, I know some people who died because of complications from other health conditions when they caught COVID. Yeah, me too. You know what I'm saying? I know, like, I, I got people that I work with right now that are kind of, like, on the fence about getting the vaccine and blah, 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 blah. I'm doing it like a spectator, dude. I'm like, I feel like I'm in the skybox watching the game right now. I don't Maybe. care what, because I, I don't have a, I don't have any skin in the game, dude. I got, I got a, I got a 16-year-old that I'm trying to see through to adulthood. You know what I'm saying? I want to be able to be around for grandkids if ever I had, my kids ever, ever have any kids. You see what I'm saying? These are things that I'm looking at. I don't care about all the politics and stuff like that, though. Because I feel like black people have been through so much. I'm not invested in that. Yeah. My investment is purely selfish at this at this point. Yeah, for me, I'm just watching, like you said, I'm watching from the skybox. I just want to see what's going on. I'm a fly on the wall. Um, I know people that are, I know people that have taken a jab. I know people that are anti. And and you got me in the middle of it just saying I'm not against either, but I do know that there's something wrong with a situation where you you were able to produce this in a matter of two years, but herpes and syphilis still runs rampant. You know what I mean? Uh, uh, cancer, different cancers and AIDS, HIV, they still run rampant. And when you talk to people about it, it was like, yeah, but we can deal with this. But it's it's a virus. There are viruses in the air every day. Oh, you yeah. when, there's, there's bacteria yeah. everywhere. Everybody's susceptible to the common cold, and the common cold is a virus. Everybody can catch it. Everybody already done caught it. You know what I'm saying? So again, it goes back to like the whole the thinking. I think people are too invested in the machine and not in, en enough in themselves. I don't think it's just that. I think it's what the machine pu pushes and pumps out though, right? When you put in this mass media, media on every screen and you pump in fear to people and they're getting scared, they're gonna naturally react to it. And you putting everything in red or orange, you, you know what I mean? Like. Triggering colors and stuff like that. Yes, yes, yes. And I know all about it because I went to school for that type of thing. And this, this is stuff that they taught, even down to the guy with uh, McDonald's, uh, the franchise. He uses the color red because he knows that it it triggers Rabbit. the brain to think about food, right? Yep. Burger King does it. Wendy's does it. Yeah, <laughs> they all do. All the major ones, right? He they all do it. <laughs> they all do it. But people don't realize that because they don't they don't pay attention to these to these things. But what they'll tell you or they'll tell a person like me is, is, you know, there's something wrong with me and what I'm looking at and the things that I'm doing. And I'm I'm holding up the line or I'm making this thing harder for everyone else when I'm really not. Right. I'm really not. It's What's that, wrong with me just being healthy? You know what they're also doing to me from what I noticed? They're still promoting these pills and everything else and these jabs. But they won't promote healthy living. They won't promote uh, eating healthy. Not at all. As a matter of fact, they're going further and further away from it because they're still promoting unhealthy lifestyles every day. Every day. 
I mean, I've, I've never seen so much promotion for Casamigos. It's like it's, it, it took on a life of its own. And I'm a drinker. You know, I drink my I drink what I drink. You know what I'm saying? I got Jameson in my cup right now. Word, big bird. Yeah. But I'm I'm aware. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's not a manipulation thing. I didn't, I, I just chose to drink because I hadn't had a drink in a while. Correct. But, but to see like something like uh I think I don't even follow this this uh this channel, but I see it a lot on my feed on Facebook, the, the uh tipsy bartender. And dude is just constantly mixing all of these crazy fucking concoctions, all these different alcoholic beverages and stuff like that. And it's like all this sugar and all of these different things, all these different components that is definitely a no-no for anybody above the age of 21. <laughs> because all it's going to do is put a put a, a damper on your kidneys and liver. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I wonder, do people know that sugar was actually used as a drug at one point? It was a drug. Yeah. I don't think anybody, nobody, dude, most history gets swept under the rug after nobody, yeah. after it's not, you know what I'm saying? Like we, once we switched to high fructose corn syrup, that became the talk of the town. Nobody's talking about sugar anymore because high fruit, fructose corn syrup is our export. Yeah. And that's probably, that's more dangerous than white sugar. And white yeah. sugar is bad. White sugar is bad for those who are listening. They use that as a drug. That was an addiction that people had. Man, white sugar stimulates cancer growth. Most people don't know that. You know what I'm saying? There's nothing wrong with consuming it, but we consume it at the highest rate possible. We consume sugars, period, more than anybody else in the world. And then, and then like you said, the switch to the high fructose corn syrup was the next that's everything. That's in cornbread, cornmeal, that's in pop, it's in juice, it's in bread, it's in, you know what I'm saying? It's in everything. And it's just one of those things because we we grow so much corn on this chunk of land that they have to use every component of it to be able to turn a profit or at least not even necessarily turn a profit, but to turn it into billions to make, to maintain the, to maintain the, the empire. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, definitely. Real quick, man, I want to say this because this is the homie and I saw you post it. Uh, rest in peace to the brother, little brother, uh, DT. Rest in peace, my brother. Kobe man. Jordan snacks. That was a little homie. Jamil um, Inkwell, yes, sir. He got a few names out there, right? Man. But um, I love that brother. Really? I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm hurt by what happened to him. For those who don't know, my, my, my boy, my, my, my young bro was gunned down by the police, but they were responding to a situation where he was shooting back at them. So um, he had a shootout with the police, and he was gunned down in where Arizona. Yeah, he was uh, on a on a on the Amtrak train, and it was, it was on news and everything, bro. And I didn't when the story hit. I you know what I'm saying you hear stuff like this. You I thought it was just some white guys that was, or you know what I'm saying or some shit like that. But then yeah. it comes back and it was him, and it's like two different stories floating on Twitter about it. So there's the the story of the ATF agent who was killed, and then there's the story about him. The story about him isn't making as much traction, which I guess is good for his legacy per se, because it doesn't distract from what he was actually actually doing in his life. But to know who he was as a young man and all his struggles and hurdles and stuff he he encountered in life, it's kind of crazy, bro. You know what I'm saying? It's like, yeah, that's that's something I just wouldn't wish on. I wouldn't no, not for anybody, but especially for a kid like that who was very talented. Man, he was super gifted. He had. He had an ear, he had an eye, he had, he had the ambition, he had the, but I, like, just the conversations I used to have with him, and I'm pretty sure conversations you had with him, you know that 
a lot. This this is like where I feel like the most consistency that he probably uh, received probably came through music. You know what I'm saying? The people that he networked with, you know what I'm saying? Starting out, you know what I'm saying? Coming to my lab. Uh, but when I when I look back, I, I was looking at one of his tweets, though he damn near called out how he was gonna go out. Mm. And I, I was like, man, that, and I'm a, I'm a real I'm a real strong proponent for like speaking life because words have power. And uh, he used to always kind of like, you know, we had this conversation the other day. I don't want to go too deep into it on this, but you know, he used to always kind of like allude to like the things that his 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 dad did and you know what I'm saying the legend of his father and stuff Facts. like that and people don't know man like I'm a I don't I don't know how anybody views me I never had those conversations with people but I do know I, I never try to waste conversation I never try to waste words and I try to make an impact I try to pour into people you know what I'm saying so even if they when they're not in my presence I at least left them with something you know what I'm saying I didn't waste my time with them that's 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 a, that's the truth. We, we you do it, I do it because I don't want a moment to go by where I don't tell you something or give you some type of game that you you may not know or you may not have full detail of. I can't let I can't let them I can't let a moment go by like that. So whether it would be him or some of the other young brothers, we seen I seen a dozen come up in that studio. Mm-hmm. Um, it was always about giving them life game, not just telling them about music and telling them about the about dealing with record deals or things like that, but it was always life game. Just be, being being a young man, or being a young black man, and, and being able to 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 be solid in who you are, absolutely more than just the music, but be a solid person, be a be a be a one of a kind person because everybody else is taken. Yeah, but sure. yeah, but but one of the things like what you did hint on, what did you not hint, but what did you, what you said is very very true. When I would be around him sometimes. That was one of the things that he always harped on was, you know, the, the legendary status of his father and, and going down that road and, and, and trying to fit that mold. And I always told him, like, you, you, you do know you have the option to be better than that. You, you do know that, right? Yep. You can grow your own roots. You know what I'm saying? When, it, when the apple falls from the tree, it might not fall far from the tree, but it, it takes on a life of its own. Absolutely. You know and that's where a lot of people kind of like, that's where the disconnect occurs. You know, my kids are my kids. I try to, you know what I'm saying? However, they, whatever, whatever path they go in life, it won't be because I gave them the wrong directions. You know what I'm saying? However, whatever the outcomes, it won't be because I wasted words. And I, I, and I took on that responsibility with everybody's kid that I was in the presence of. You know what I'm saying? If they were going to come to my studio, they were going to get this game. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And when I was doing the youth program, that was imperative to me to not just tell them about basketball, to not tell them just, excuse me, not to not just tell them about football, but right. help them understand the game of chess when we had it uh, there for them. Why the pieces are white, why the pieces are black, right? You know why you need to be precise when you make moves. Why the game? Yeah, like correct. The, yeah. Correct. Why you need to be precise with certain moves, why you need to understand sacrifice, not just on the game, but in a game of life as well, because you're trying to win. And just different conversations I would try to have with these with these children, with these young kids, young men and women, young girls, young boys, and just impart knowledge. And and, and I notice even when someone asked me to do the substitute teaching, I always paid attention to the fact that they wanted to hear it. Right. It was just the way that they were hearing it. And because I understood, because I relate to a lot of them, 
the information they 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 soaked it up. They that always soaked it up. Conversation we just had though, bro. It go back to the whole uh the the indoctrination uh, aspect of winning and losing, the the the, the impartial uh, approach to to being docile. You know what I'm saying? They want us all to be complacent and docile. One thing I could say about him, man, is he was absolutely aggressive. It was like, it was misguided aggression, but he was aggressive. You know what I'm saying? If he knew he wanted to do it, he was going to figure that shit out. Oh, he was going to definitely do it. Whatever it was, if he made up his mind that it was a yes, it was a green light, you couldn't do nothing to pull him out of it. He was on it. He just didn't have that, uh, he didn't have the rails needed to kind of like guide him down the path that was that was fit for his character type. You know what I'm saying? Like, and that's something like a lot of people in our community don't know about, man. We don't think about different character types that we encounter or the, or the different character types in our families. You know what I'm saying? Everybody's not the same. Just because we come from the same lineage doesn't mean we're the same. Me and my brother was raised by the same two parents under the same conditions, and we're not the same. Yeah, and that's what I was trying to tell uh, my, some of my cousins and my, like my, my little sister. Like, dude, I love all y'all, but there's a part of me that, was it was it was i was given a i don't give a fuck attitude like this world showed me that growing up in chicago and dealing with certain situations and circumstances it taught me man i don't give a fuck and right. if you got if you feel some type of way about it do something exactly because you got the opportunity I'm, I'm giving you the chance to do something about it exactly so so because you're not gonna do nothing about it and i'm telling you that i want to do something about it I'm gonna keep doing what the fuck I'm gonna do until something else changes my fucking mind. But yeah. having that attitude, and I understand, that's why I understood DT. And I was like, yo, you gonna do what you gonna do, DT. I'm just gonna give you the information in the game so you got it. So I can never say I never gave it to you. Right. And that's all that that's all that was needed. That's all I mean, that's all you can do, bro. It's like, like, and I know that, and I say this all the time. I, I think I had this conversation with somebody the other day. Like, nobody's coming to save you, bro. Never ever. Nobody's there is no savior, and people believe it. People think there is. You are dude, it, dude. That's. I had this conversation with my kid's mom and son, who's talking. You know what I'm saying? The conversation kind of got uh, a little heated, but it, it is what it is. But I was like, "Look, you got to understand, man. I got to do what I got to do. You got to do what you got to do. We got to be supportive of each other, regardless of how we feel about certain situations and how they play out. Because ain't nobody coming to save us. That's something that like." I mean, even the Bible say faith without works is dead. You gotta like, get up and do something. You gotta get up and move. You gotta you gotta get this thing shaking. Yeah. Like like if I'm able to if I'm able to do just the the bit that I'm able to accomplish in the eight hours my job requires of me, why can't I do the same for myself? Why can't I do even more for myself? That's the mentality you gotta drive with. You gotta you gotta get out here and, and grind with because if you don't, you're gonna be eaten by the wolves. That's absolute. That's an absolute absolute fact. When I was when I started doing this podcast and I got into it, people were like, why do you keep doing that? Or why do you take so much time? Or why do you do that? Or why? Why? And I was like, dude, why? Why am I not doing it? I'm supposed to do it. This is something I want to do. Right. I mean, I'm hanging a, my hat on it. It's an imperative because you're you're investing in you. You're investing not even just necessarily in you. You're investing in everything that you believe in. Absolutely. You know and there, everybody around you who actually has amassed a, a certain amount of necessary, not necessarily wealth, but prestige and, and respect. It all that shit didn't just they didn't wake up with that. Motherfuckers went out and got that. They acquired that. They worked for it. Absolutely. And you so, got to maintain that. You got to. And, and it's, it's a job to maintain. Absolutely. 
Absolutely. And, and when they were saying, oh, man, I, I like that podcast or that podcast. But you were just telling me that I, I, I why am I doing it? You were questioning me, you know, and, and I, I was telling the same one of the same people that said that to me. I was like, look, you don't have to believe in nothing that I'm doing because it ain't for you. It's for the right. select few that hear it. It's for the select few that hear it. It's for the it's for the young boys and girls or, or the grown adults, whoever it is, who hears the message and it wakes them up. Because every every topic that I have on here ain't the same. It's That's all right. different shit. Today's but as, as long <laughs> oh man, what you say? Today's topic, for right. example. You know what I mean? Listen, it, it, it may not be for you, but the inspiration and motivation may spark in somebody's mind. It don't have to be yours. And it, it ain't meant to be yours on, on any given day when I post these uh uh these episodes up. You know what I mean? Like it's just for me to make sure that. All the Jews that I have, I can I can get some of them out there to the people. Uh, some of the guests that I have, uh, I'm trying to get Renata back on here. She opened right. up a bar, bro. She opened up a bar. Like, what? Why, why shouldn't I be inspired and motivated by that? I want to know what inspired and motivated her to do it. Dude, that, that's what I'm talking about. Think about like that, that level of that level of clarity and decision making. We need to maintain those types of networks. Absolutely. You know and that's something that our I don't know, bro. It's, it's crazy. It's, I got so many words, to, but I can't even continue. I can't put it all in the same. It, it's the same. a young it's a young woman I went to high school with. Her name is uh, Keisha Wilson. She's married. Mm-hmm. And she she has like a, a, a I don't know if, I, if, I, if I'm supposed to call it a beauty salon, but I want to inter- interview her. She does facials. Um, she does. Uh, I don't know how to say it, but for your for the women's uh, private parts, she does those, like the vajayshos or whatever. She does those. And it's like dope work that I see her doing. Why wouldn't I want her to tell her story? She has a story. What got you to the point where you wanted to decide that I want to own a business, I want to open up a storefront, or I want to open up a, 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 a salon, a spa, whatever it is, and I want to be able to, to, to help people and inspire them and make them feel good about themselves. I want to know why she decided to do it. Yeah, because that's, that's an inspiration. That's a story of inspiration that, that somebody else can use. They might need that motivation. They might have something that they've been sitting on for a while that they're just on the fence about. They might hear that story and that'll wake them up and say, you know what? Damn, I can do this. That's the whole point, bro. That is the whole point of doing some of these episodes. It's like, if they did it, you may have the fear of doing it, but if they did it, you can do it too. The only thing that's keeping you back is the unknown. And that's the fear of it all. You're only scared to do it because you don't know what's on the other side, but you got to jump. That's anxiety, bro. That's anxiety, the fear of the unknown. You know what I'm saying? People, people are just like scared of, of, of failure. You can't fear failure if you haven't started because you're only going to fail by not doing it at all. That's it. And failure ain't nothing but a lesson and an experience because it teaches what you, what to do. It teaches you what not, not to do next time. Exactly. Exactly, bro. Like I don't understand it. Like when people people say things like that, like how do you think Michael Jordan got to where he is? How do you think Tracy McGrady and Kobe Bryant, Magic Johnson got to where they were, got to where they are? Tyson Fury recently after he won a championship, um, after defending it for the first time. How do you think these guys got there? They sacrificed their time to work on their craft, and they did it over and over and over and over and over every fucking day. Repetition until they became so repetitive that it was like doing it in their sleep, and then they changed it at some point. I'm thinking like the, the episode we did together the last time, <clears throat> me, you, and Tony. It's like a it's night and day, bro. I can already see the difference. I can hear the difference. Absolutely. The investment. Absolutely. The investment. All of that, man. And that, that's just a small example. You know what I'm saying for the larger picture. 
and people don't understand that like i've been i've invested in doing this there's certain things that you can't pay attention to but you can see like you can see the headphones the headphones i really don't need them i don't need them it's just to make sure that i can hear my guests clear that's it i can take it off and still have a dope episode but if there's something going on in the background or something wrong with your voice i won't know absolutely that's the only reason why i put mine on i was like you know i want to make sure i hear i got my monitors but you know I want to make sure absolutely they can't they can't see my mic they can't see my mic they don't know where my mic is right you (laughs) understand what i'm saying i have a mic i got there's things that i've done to change the way to to change the way this works absolutely you know i I have too many episodes when i went back and you know i'm big on i'm big on sound i'm big on the way i i sound uh, and just sound clarity period so Listening to some of those episodes and hearing that, hearing what I was hearing when I when it played back, I was like, "Oh my god, that's horrible!" Absolutely, that's horrible. So I had to I had to change the way things operate. But I still love all my I still love doing it. I love every guest that came on here: Stephanie, Jeffrey, um, uh, Cliff, Murky, Harley. I mean, I had some dope ass guests. You and Creed was chopping it up heavy. Yeah. Yeah. Cause Kareem was like, yo, I got, I, I, I got shit. I want to, I want to talk about. That's what he, when he told me that I was like, all right, let's do it. Shit. So. Hey, I enjoyed uh, all of that. <laughs> yeah. I was like, uh, let's schedule some certain, let's schedule some certain days. Right. And we're going to sit down and we're going to chop it up, you know, and because he's in Cali, we right. just have to make sure that the timing is, is, is correct. But those are some really good conversations that, that me and him had, you yeah. know, some of it we didn't record cause we, I hit the, I hit the pause button or, you know, whatever I had to do to, to make sure that that went the way it was supposed to. But it's certain things that we we don't I don't want people to hear me say or him say. And he felt the same way. So, you know, you you take interludes to, to make sure that those things don't come out. You know, right, absolutely. You got to edit it, make sure everything clean. Absolutely. But, you know, it's the it's the investment in doing what I want to do. And I enjoy it. You know, talking to talking to guys like Creed and you. And, and uh, quite a few others, you know, in life or on a podcast, it's I'm talking to people with intelligence and integrity at the same time. So I know if I'm not on point, I'm going to get corrected or you guys are going to give me a different view. And that's one of the biggest things that I love about talking to you guys, especially. Absolutely. So anytime I can get y'all on there, I'm definitely going to get it. Because when I called you the other day, I'm just checking in and we ended up talking for a minute. About some real shit though. About some real shit, bro. And that's and we always do though. Yeah. We always do. You know what I mean? And that's what it's about, bro. You know what I'm saying? When 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 live wires connect, you know what I'm saying? Oh yeah. It's gonna generate some power, man. Yeah, absolutely, bro. Generate some power. Um wh- one of the conversations we were we we have had was about raising kids. I don't have kids, you do. Right. Um and but I do know as a man as a as a son as a as an uncle and everything else like that as a mentor right it's mm-hmm. always good for us to impart knowledge like we were just saying right. a few minutes ago is it easy for you to have those conversations as a father um yeah actually it's like i've been doing it so long bro it's not even it's, i'm not fathering when i do it bro it's just mm-hmm. like me just and i don't even know how to i think i get it from my dad because it's all conversational like my dad don't waste conversation with me. He's never, he never has. And that's the thing. I think that's where I get it from. It's one of the things where like, we talk about stuff. I remember I was like five years old, learning how to play chess with him. And he like, I can recall him just talking to me about some heavy shit. 
for a five-year-old to comprehend. But I appreciated just the opportunity to spend that time with him. So everything he was saying to me was like, I'm soaking it up because I'm yeah. my dad. And I realized that's how my kid, my kids are. When I'm talking, I get they undivided attention. We could, I, it started out, I'm just talking shit. You know what I'm saying? But it's some game in it. And before you know it, they're just staring dead at me and just, you know what I'm saying? They stop everything, giving me they, all yeah. that, put their phone down and everything. And they just paying attention. Mm-hmm. And uh, and I see the application through the works that they do. You know what I'm saying? Through the effort that they put in. And uh, I'm not I'm not one of them dads or just a parent in general that's, that I feel like uh, big eye, little you, staying in a child's place, that old school ass shit that people, you know what I'm saying? Kind of like always I guess planted in 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 youth in the youth head because they didn't want the kids to kind of like uh what they consider to be delve into adult topics, but it ain't, it wasn't, it's never about that. It's always about me making sure that they're equipped because I'm not yeah. I'm not guaranteed to be here forever. Right. So why would I waste that time sugarcoating shit? Yeah, and that was one of the things I uh, doing a youth program and talking to the youth in general. Uh, I never felt like any of the information I had was too much. Right. You know what I mean? It's information. Either they're going to use it or they're not. And yes, maybe there's certain, there's certain things that you don't have to tell them when they're young, but you still need to game them up with information because you want them to succeed and you want them to avoid the same hurdles. Look, if I, if I don't ran over 18 potholes, why not just show, why not just, why not just give you the game and let you know where the potholes are? Why would I want to withhold the information from you? I'm supposed to tell you where the potholes are. To me, that I feel like any any parent that's not doing that or adult that's not gaming a gaming these kids up, like you, 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 you holding them back. You setting them up, you setting them up for failure. It's kind of like you you a hater at the same time. Why would you want them to go through some of the same things that you that you went through? Give them the game early. So they, they are part of you. Or they, they even if they're not your blood, they're a part of you because you're in a community with them. Why not feed them the game? Absolutely. Their success is what drives this forward. We're not children anymore. We're already out there on the battlefield. You know what I'm saying? When we report back to the barracks, we got to let the soldiers who are going to be coming out there in a minute know what what the enemy's out here doing. Bong, bong. You know what I'm saying? I mean, it's like, it's crazy though, bro, because like when Elijah came out here to, uh, to live with me, you know what I'm saying? He would, him and his mom got into it. You know how it is. You know what I'm saying? They button heads and not really seeing eye to eye. I, it wasn't even, it was a no brainer. Like, all right, come on. I got you. You know what I'm saying? What all do you need to get taken care of so we can get you on, on track? You know what I'm saying? I told him, I said, this is what the objective is going to be. You're not going to be here bullshitting. This is going to be the plan. I lined him up, got him on, on track, hooked him up with his uncle. His uncle put some game in his head too because he don't waste words either. You know what I'm saying? Now he got two people who love him, you know what I'm saying? Building them up, investing in them, pouring into them. Gave them, gave them uh, some direction by, by directive. And doing so, he found his passion, he found his purpose. You know what I'm saying? He, he came out here when he was 19, he's 23 now. You see what I'm saying? And he, he got his own business, photography and videography. You know what I'm saying? Got his own brand. And, he, and he's still growing it. That's something that, that a lot of people don't, don't they don't have those opportunities. I won't say they don't have those opportunities, but those opportunities aren't present at the moments that when they need them. 
but, but at the same time, you, 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 like you said, you were feeding and pouring into him, right? So he was getting the game. And as he's not only getting the game, he's realizing that he has the confidence and he has the, the, the wherewithal, the know-it-all. And if he doesn't have all of it, he knows where he can get some of it from, from and he can build on it. He feels confident enough now to go out and pursue these things. And I think that that's one of those, one of the other things that I'm missing, like let your kids know, you know, that they can be good at things. You don't have to say that you can be great at anything, but whatever it is you strive to be, you can do it. You apply yourself. You can, you can make that happen. That's always been, that's always been what it is for me, man. It's like, dude, I don't know what your passion is, but figure that out. And then I'll help you figure out how to turn that into something that's, that that's, that's fulfilling. It don't have to be financially fulfilling, but something that makes you feel like you're completing something. Yeah. Make you, feel, you know what I'm saying? Because completion is that's that's what that's what men are driven by, dude. That's what yeah. got this, that's why this is what this world is built on. Absolutely. This Absolutely. On, on, on starts and finishes. Yeah. Feeling like you can meet a challenge or taking on a challenge, you know. Oh, I can do that, or I want to do that. I want to learn how to do that, you know, or how can I add to that and make that better? You know, that's why I, I kind of I kind of hate that, <clears throat> like, because his generation, we had these conversations, his generation has like a whole different dynamic when it comes to like interacting with uh, women. And uh, of course, they're living in the, the dating app era. So there's no real cold opens when it comes to like talking to women and like we we'll walk up on the chick. Hey, what's your name? You want to have blah, blah, blah. You know what I'm saying? It's just what, we, what we've uh, we, we become acclimated to. Correct. That, that doesn't necessarily exist for them anymore you know, due to cancel culture and the Me Too movement and, you know what I'm saying, blah, blah, blah. But they they found a way to adapt. And the way they process that information is weird to me, bro. Like, um, and I, I mean, I'm seeing it in a lot of different spaces, but it's kind of like his uh, perception is shaped by not only his own personal experiences, but what he watched me and his mom go through. Mm -hmm. You see what I'm saying? So the way he moved, he's like hyper protective over him and his seed and his money and his, you know what I'm saying? His provisions and his resources and stuff like that. He's super, and which is dope. You see what I'm saying? That, I, that's what, that's, I couldn't ask for a, a better dude to come from me. You see what I'm saying? Because when I was his age, I was already a young parent. Mm. You see what I'm saying? But the way he moved is so, so, so calculated now. You see what I'm saying? Like he, he has like very little trust of like chicks. He don't, he don't see as being like the one yeah so, as you should as you should but and i get that and that's that's really that's really a, a dope ass thing but for me i was a guy that you know developed that streak of i want that i want that i want that i want that mm -hmm. you know because i wanted to i felt like i was doing something masculine by having all these different yeah. type of women but having that attitude is really one of the best ways to do it because it keeps you from having it keeps you laser focused, right? Instead of having your eye on so many different things. And that, that's, a, that's a beautiful thing for him to have. Absolutely. It's like, he, he, he's like, like his, his, because young, when he was young, 16, 17 years old, he already had like an idea about it. But I think as he matured and become an adult and start actually interacting and doing his, his, his videography and doing his street interviews and stuff like that, he started asking these questions to these women in the streets and he started putting it together, piecing everything together. Like, okay, these are, the, these are the dynamics that make women in my age bracket think this way. He come to me, ask me questions. I watch some of the videos that he made and I comment on it. He's like, I can tell he's like checking off boxes in his head. Like, okay, mm -hmm. this, is, this is what this is. These are the reasons why. 
And then, of course, um, he does his research. He watches a few YouTube videos and see if there's a correlation. You know what I'm saying? His understanding of how hypergamy works is is real in depth and detailed. So that's that's like a big thing for him. You know what I'm saying? And and this is why having the black man in the household is matters. imperative. It is important. It is uber important to have the black male present. He don't have to be there in the house, but he should the, be in available. In a child's life. Yes, he should be available. The best ability is availability. And he should be there to do his part. There should be no understanding that if he's a piece of shit and all that, and he hurts you and do, does all that type of stuff. But if he is available to be in the child's life, he should be there. My father was not there. I got my influences from some of the music I was, <laughs> excuse me, excuse me. I got my, some of my influences from the music I listened to, some of the guys I grew up with and some of the guys that were older, older than us that, you know, you saw with the cars and, you saw out here getting money and doing whatever they're doing. And there were some, some people from the church as well. But the one thing that I did, I didn't relate to from the people from the church is that, you know, it seemed to be more of them giving glory to, to God or, or it was like a coded message that I just didn't get. I didn't understand it. And it's just me. Maybe, maybe I was too slow at the time or the way that they went about telling me how to do things. I just, did, I just didn't get it. And maybe it was just because they were just outdated. Maybe it was just an outdated message and I, I just didn't, you know, it didn't register with me well, but it is very to it. There's a lot of different yeah. components that, that come to that, man. It's yeah. like, uh, and it's having like, a black man is very instrumental. I'll say that. I knew I, I learned that uh, we're probably as a, as a demographic, we're the most single in the country. You know what I'm saying? Uh, black men and black women, we're the most single demographic that that's, that's unsustainable in today's market. Because we live in a society that requires two incomes. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, uh, black women are the most enrolled in college and black men or men in general are not enrolling in college as much anymore. Now we're like picking up trades. We're more inclined to take trades than actually go get degrees. You see what I'm saying? Because we understand the value of something that can't be taken away from you. You got a skill set like your CDLs. You can drive a truck. You can, if you're a plumber, you're an electrician. Those are skill sets that are applicable anywhere. Correct. So you, you got a trade job like that. You will have one forever. Right. And I think that's something that that's a conversation that that's not being had in our community so much, but at least not man to woman. It's, it's like guys are having this talk amongst each other. Women aren't even aware of it. They think that guys are just that, that we just out here just fucking off. When really guys are actually like on their purpose now. They're actually finding who they are. And it's a, it's a generation thing. You know what I'm saying? It's like there aren't as many young guys going to jail for the same dumb shit as 20 years ago. Absolutely. I think uh, a lot of that ended after the whole game was broken up anyway. It's not as much money and it's not as lucrative. Right. And it's just, you know, there's cameras everywhere. Like, where, where are you going to sell drugs at? And also, I noticed uh, because we, have, we, we experienced like uh, social uh evolution like every 20 to 25 years right mm -hmm. um and it's like it's real it, it starts out subtle but it becomes overt after that 25 year window closes so like where we are now versus like when Pac died like think about it when Pac died uh freak nick was a thing oh um, man you know what i'm saying think about all the, it was debauchery dude it was pure debauchery in the 90s in the 80s 
but where we are now, kids are like, our kids are like a lot more uh, socially advanced in some areas. They're naive about a lot of things, but they're socially advanced when it comes to like their understanding of how, how to communicate. They're very communicative. You know what I'm saying? Um, they're, they're not necessarily as convinced about um, outcomes as we, we had to learn to be. And again, what we learned about outcomes come from uh, being taught by civil rights era teachers and stuff like that, having people from that generation actually pouring into us. But they, and that's the thing that I wanted to say, um, you kind of, you, you might have been getting into it. They don't seem as um, interested in the history of, 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 of where we come from or, or, right. or the, the very, the very music that they're listening to. It seems like they their knowledge of the music itself may only go back two to five years. You know, I remember when we grew up, we had the CD covers and we had the cassette tape covers and we could open them up and see. Reading. Yeah, we could do all that. They don't they don't even know that much about the production, who does a production, who made the beat, the samples that, that may be on the beat. Like they don't know a lot of that stuff. Um Maybe so. Maybe maybe that's just something that just happened because they just got lazy because of the technology was just pumping out so much music and no one has time to find that out. I don't think it's laziness per se, though, as much as it is like uh, I can I consider it more like a utility thing. Mm. Whereas for us, we didn't have so much convince. We thought we did. Everything seemed convenient to the generation that's having it, that's living through it. You see what I'm saying? Like the generation that, that the first generation to get the fucking uh bread toaster thought that was the coolest shit. You couldn't yeah. tell them nothing. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Now it's like motherfuckers got phones, you anything like they don't go to the library because the library's in their phone. In their phone, yeah. It's like Wikipedia, it's in their phone. Uh a lot of the times people will ask you a question instead of just searching it on, on Google because they've got so many other layers of things that they're thinking about at any given moment in time. We're we're stunting the 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 growth excuse me through a through a complex means by uh by chipping away the fiber of actually learning you know what i'm saying like the curiosity factor is almost gone they're not curious about why this is and why that is long enough to even make them do the research they'll ask the question if they don't get the question or they don't get the answer that that they need they'll move on yeah you see what i'm saying they don't care who made that beat they don't care where that sample came from Uh, hell if you if you tell them this beat got a sample that was used seven times across 25 years. They're like, oh, cool. And then move on. Yeah. And as opposed to being like back in the day, I'd have been wild. Like, word? Like, yeah. And then go back and find out oh, who find out what original. It. Yeah. yeah. Who the original producer was and stuff. Correct. Like that. The, re- the original composer. And then how, who were the people that used it? And then see if you could pick it out, you know, where, where the song was used and how they use it and, and was yep. it different, you know? How did they flip it? Yeah. Uh, was the flip that much different? Or damn, they really did did their thing with that flip. You know what I'm saying? Shit like that. It's kind of it's crazy, man. It's interesting um, being from our generation and being able to say that I remember a world before this, this, and this, and watching this, this, and this manifest and become these things, and then being here for it is kind of weird because mm-hmm. we're like the we're the generation that bridges that gap. You know what I'm saying? You're like, yeah, your your mom is around, my dad is around, but they, my dad. As much as he's on Facebook, he doesn't have the firmest grasp of what Facebook really is. Now, my mom doesn't either. And even when you even not just Facebook, it, it's not even that. It's just her learning her phone like mm-hmm. the, um, or or how the TV works. And she'll say, well, I'll just have my grandson do it. And it's like, no, mom, you 
you don't have to, yeah, you have it now. Like it's in the palm of your hand. You should learn how to do those things. So you don't depend on anybody else to do it. Like you you should know how to do this. Like she, she knows how to text, you know, she knows how to send messages and things like that, but, and she can send them very well, add emojis and everything, but like the TV and everything was like, come on, you gotta, you gotta do this. It's right there in front of you. Like you should know how to do all this stuff. You know, that's how my dad is. I go over his crib. If I pop up and sound, I slide over his crib. I always got to stop and see him. Both he and my grandma. Hey, can you work on my computer? Can you do this? Can you update this? And can you do that? Like you've been sitting here for months since the last time I was here waiting on me to come and fix this. And the thing about it is like, that should be their project, bro. They could learn it. Yeah. But I'll say this though. My, my grand, my, not my grand. My auntie, my aunt, my aunt Wizzle Pizzle, I talked to her a week or two ago and she says, well, Matthew, when you get to a certain age, certain parts of you, or at least what she was saying, like trying to convey was like, it turns off because you've done all the learning. I was like, but you ne- you can never stop learning. It's an interesting thing though. Yeah. Like uh, certain things, I, I, I come across that sometimes like um, when it comes to like, because if, if it's not interesting to me, and I always try to maintain a certain level of interest in almost all things anyway. But if it's not interesting to me, I'll learn the bare minimum about it and get to the rest of it later. I find I, I caught, catch myself doing that a lot. Yeah, me too. You know what I'm um, like, um, what am I studying right now? I've been studying a lot of uh, YouTube. You know what I'm saying? I'm trying to, like I told you about the push down and turn joint I'm trying to work on. And I'm learning as much as I, I want to learn about it. I peep that. You know what I'm saying? I'll stop a video in a heartbeat if I feel like it's just not, if it's just dragging out. Yeah, the moment, the moment my mind starts going, do, 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 like I turn it over, all right, next time. Yeah, for real. I'll start hearing the uh, AOL dial-up sound in my head. Once once that starts happening, I hit pause, and then I like, I hit like a favorite so I can come back to it uh, later. Same here, dude. I got like tons of favorites. And it's like certain content creators that I follow because I like their format. You know what I'm saying? I like their, not, I mean, the content is the content, but I like the way they approach uh, conveying the information, you know what I'm saying? Relaying not, you know what I'm saying? Relaying what their thoughts are, the way that they uh, they uh, transition, stuff like that. How many cameras they got set up? Is this a, is this a single camera uh, creator? Some single camera creators are dope as shit. Yeah. Some of them have multiple cameras just because they have multiple things going on. Uh, what Whether they're reaction-based, whether they're information-based, you know what I'm saying? Whether they're uh, debate topics, like uh, I think I told you one one channel I watch, Lapeef Network, out of Chicago. Uh, they do a lot of uh, panel based uh, discussions. They do it like Thursday nights or whatever. So I pop on my get my earbuds in while I'm at work and I'm just listening to the conversation. They have like six people up there and maybe like a a special guest to pop up in there. And they've been and they've been killing it, man. They talk about everything relationships finance uh just all the different topics that that i feel like our community needs to be having on a person to person basis dude absolutely all the time that's the dopest shit to me and that's like one of my main right now that's why i've been really just studying them not necessarily i i hear what they're talking about but i'm studying the format i'm studying like the conversation Uh, got the moderator you know what I'm saying? They got because uh, it's conversations that we need to have, man. Like, there's no reason why we should be withholding information from one another when we should help be helping build each other up. There's no reason why not. Yeah. Or at least ask each other questions to kind of get the, the wheels turning. You know what, yeah. what I'm saying? Like, why yeah. is this? Why do you think this is? You know what I'm saying? 
Boom. We back in this thing. Had to take a little break. Proceed, my brother. Yeah, so not to harp on, you know what I'm saying, other content creators, but like I said, I'm kind of motivated and inspired by like the Lapeef Network and where they, you know, create their content uh, with the conversation-based uh, interactions, the, the debates and things like that. Another one that I listen to, he's part of the, he's probably one of the uh, heads of the, the network is uh, Anton Daniels uh, out of Detroit. The guy's a brilliant dude. Y'all about the same age. He like a, he's a multi-millionaire by now. He uh, just grinded and, and invested in and turned things over and kind of like turned his life around. And he 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 don't waste words, dog. He he pour into everybody. Mm. And he like he give you all the game. You know what I'm saying? And he he hold people feet to the fire, dog. Like any type of debate, any type of conversation he has with people, if that if they not if they not uh, on the up with their with their conversation, call them on it. If they sound like they're contradicting themselves, he calls them on it. You know what I'm saying? He educates. He he's not just he's not just you know criticizing. He's actually he's actually pouring into people. That's dope. There ain't a whole lot of them, man. It's like a, it's a handful of them that I watch. Um, but for the most part, it, you know, I got the technical side down pack, as you can tell with the mic. You know, so I got my ring light and stuff like that. I just want to make sure that while I'm approaching uh, the the start point of getting this thing done, that I I can I can execute it in a in a smooth way. Mm-hmm. I know it's going to be rocky in the beginning because this some this is a whole new mission that I'm embarking on. Okay. But I, I watch I watch how you get down, and that's 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 fire right there. You know what I'm saying? I'm that's all right. Nah, you killing it, bro. I'm all right. <laughs> I, I gotta do a lot of drastic improvements. I will tell you this though. Uh, you you gonna need you a camera though. Oh, definitely, definitely. This is just my uh, this is my computer cam. And yeah, shit. yeah. You yeah, need I your got, camera. I'm gonna get a DSLR. Okay. Probably get two of them, and just and run from that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I was thinking of something else, but I I got two, and I could I could set them up, and they they work they work well. Mm-hmm. They work well, you know. But I I like these these two are decent for right now until I start doing something bigger or start having guests. Um come over and uh maybe have to pay for someone to sit here and record it or whatever it may be but for now i don't i don't even need all that that was the thing like i just want to do a podcast like it don't have to be a show i'm not trying to do a show like with audio and visual you know the video episode the parts of the video clips that i post are just for your viewing so you see who i'm talking to and you can see what my face looks like or my my guest face look like and 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 you can kind of relate to to what's going on but for the most part, it's, it's a podcast. Like I don't, I don't need people to see what see who we are and what we're doing. I got you, I got you, and that's the whole thing. Like having a, a full understanding of what you're trying to create and what your Absolutely. brand is, what your brand represents. I think a lot of people try to put everything all in one basket, and they don't really look at what what's valuable and what isn't valuable to what they actually do. Yeah. Like because when I when I started, they was like, "Oh, so you gonna you gonna have like video and everything." I'm like, no, it's a podcast. Well, this show has video. Well, that show has video. I don't want video. Like, why? And that I don't understand people when they do that. Why are you trying to compare me to some to somebody else? I don't compare nobody to no one else. A lot of people just do that. Comparison is like their best way of relating. Yeah, but at the same time, like I'm not comparing you to anyone else. I don't hold your feet to, to the standard of anybody else. The whole right. point is for you to be yourself. And I think that's what people get it. That's thing that I think that's one of the biggest conflicts that people have 
they don't understand originality individuality right. like you support you're supposed it's okay to be a part of a group but you should be your motherfucking self 24 7 hours of 24 7 365 you're creative though so you kind of have a creative's mindset about it you're like a creative mindset is always doing what what you're in, what what you envision you know what i'm saying from a consumer or or a audience standpoint only thing they can do is comparisons and then they as time progresses they start figuring out what they like and what they don't like and what stands out to them but like from a from a person who does what you do i'm pretty sure anybody who does what you do totally get what it is you're saying and they wouldn't even dare compare what you're doing to somebody else because they already know exactly based on what they see and what you're what you're projecting. Yeah. You're but it's, it's it's crazy when people do that to me. It's like what and they they'll say, me, Oh, you should check out this podcast, or you should check out this podcast, or you should check out this rapper, this MC, like this guy reminds me of you. Like, man, I don't give a fuck. I'm over here being me. The mm-hmm. whole point of it is for me to be me. I am right. unapologetically me. I can't be nothing else but me. Facts. I like sports. I like books. I like history. I like cannabis. I like beer. I like wine. I like travel. There are things that I just like. I'm not trying to be nobody else. And then when I tell people, I was like, you always, you're trying to harp on me about doing something the same way that someone else is. What are you doing? Right. Why you got to do all that? Why you got to do that? See, this is when, no, like, what are you doing? That. It ain't about that. You know what I'm saying? That's what people don't understand. It's not, it's not about that. And that's the thing, man. It's like, I got that so much doing music, bro. It's like, oh, you guys remind me of this. Why don't y'all make songs like these? Or why y'all, like, dude, even like the last EP I put out, like, I got I got some good feedback for it. You know what I'm saying? Good reception, blah, blah, blah. But What's was, the name of it? What's the name of it? It's called Red Rooms Are Real. And uh, it's just, uh, it's some, it's some, a collection of five songs that I uh, was whipping up that I was trying to uh, kind of like capture a, a, a mindset. Um, a lot of people don't know what Red Rooms are. It's like this mythical place on the dark web where people would pay to watch people get killed. Oh, wow. And they would get tortured and killed and shit like that. Now, whether or not it's an actual place, you know what I'm saying, remains kind of, you know what I'm saying, to be seen. I, I don't have dark web access. I don't even think about the dark web like that but i've I heard don't stories either. but i kind of took the the title to mean that uh like people kind of like thrive on on our trauma people thrive on our pain our our existence our, us being smited on the internet is like the big you know what i'm saying like there's trauma everywhere that comes from us through the music through the through the media and it's one of those things where i feel like that's our red room mm. You know what I'm saying? So some of the songs kind of like reflect that. And it's not necessarily a themed album, but the title kind of like just goes, you understand? Know it gives you a basic idea of what, what, what people are actually, how people are treating our trauma, like it's a red room, you know? Wow. I never thought of it, thought, thought about it that way, but it, it makes sense, you know? But so the way the red room works is I, I viewed it as, people t- treat our trauma as just their entertainment right mm-hmm. you know just that's that's how i saw it whether you look at right. uh vlad or all these other guys who are from outside of our culture who take our culture and they spew it back in our face and they go oh this is what y'all doing this is what y'all doing and right. and, and i i hate that i hate that so much because it's it's when people tell me oh you should be watching this guy you should be watching this guy why am I going to watch a white guy talk to a black guy from a neighborhood that I 
I relate to and they're right. spewing the same trauma that I already went through. Why ain't he trying to tell these people how to educate themselves, how to be how to financial literacy? Why ain't he telling them that shit? Because but he's going to spew trauma back into our face. Get the fuck out of here. Because we're not the focus. We're just the we're just the we're the set piece. You know what I'm saying? We're the uh, we're the central set piece. But the, the, the audience isn't even us. The audience is the people who wish they you know, I won't even say wish, but the young white kids, young kids, period, that don't have access to those areas, to those lifestyles. They get to get a glimpse of it. So they, they use him as a portal to view it. Correct. Saying, That's a fact. So that's essentially what it is. The same thing with like, uh, 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 I, I can't remember the name of that song. Uh, Blood on Leaves. Dude flipped that Kanye song. He made a song about killing somebody, and it blew up on TikTok because people were making little TikTok videos to it or whatever. And they were kind of like, nobody knew what the original sample even meant, where it came from. Again, this comes from context of young, a generation that does not understand because they don't have the attention span to do the research. It took somebody from our generation to do a TikTok and actually explain it. You see what I'm saying? It's like the the red room, bro. We, I mean, our our entire existence. I'll say this: DT. If it if ever, and it's it's still new because this shit happened last week. But DT's death is uh, red room shit, bro. Yeah, absolutely. And it just hasn't it hasn't blown up to that extent. But anybody who knows about it, they can go find out find the video they don't show him getting killed but it, it, the whole train station shit the whole little thing you can hear the gunshots and all that shit bro rapid fire you know and it's again it's that red room shit it's um it, it's a strange time we live in because of that it's like we live in a, 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 a it's almost like the fucking movie uh uh what's that Arnold Schwarzenegger movie uh Total Recall Total Recall The Running Man Okay. You know what I'm saying? Robocop. You know what I'm saying? I'll buy that for a dollar. All this. You know what I'm saying? It's yeah. like all this shit is like manifesting in, in real time. Absolutely. And it's crazy that it, that it happens because you kind of go like, damn, didn't I see that in the movie 20 years ago? Mm-hmm. Yep. And and what's crazy about it is it's just another day at the office, bro. Yeah, because it's, it's kind of... Someone told me is like what you see is 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 basically prophecy, and I ain't saying that it's all true, but there are parts prophecy of it that slippery, re- prophecy is a slippery slope when it comes. Yeah, to but some of it, some of you go, oh shit! It's like a person can say those things, and because you know, what I'm saying some things are written in holy texts and stuff like that, but it don't take nothing but money. It all it takes is financial and government backing to make some of that shit come come to true true light anyway, bro. That's a, you that's know a what I'm saying? Like all they gotta do is know what it what what the description is, because all of this shit changes if a if a fucking alien spacecraft touched down on Earth today, tonight. If an alien spacecraft touched down on Earth tonight and a motherfucker step off that and somebody actually catch footage of the whole event, that changes everything people believe religiously. You see what I'm saying? Or if does I, it? Or do some of us just have an understanding of what that is? And it was like we told y'all. See. The key word that I use is religiously. Okay, gotcha. You know what I'm saying, gotcha. Because people are always going to interpret things the way they, they they want to, but the way they they what they believe is going to be challenged at that point. Who's to say that fucking quote unquote aliens are really aliens? What if they're fucking what Dave Chappelle said? What if they're fucking uh they, they're from 
our past and they're coming back because they fucked up where they went and now they're just coming back to try to re-inhabit the earth but everybody they left behind has moved on and this is what we're doing now or this sounds crazy as shit and i'm not trying to get off into no conspiracy theory shit but this is the shit i think about all right we got uh cern and this is in, in sweden the uh it's a is a large hedron collider. So they lock, they uh it's a part particle accelerator and they collide particles and shit. The like guy particle and everything, right? Yeah. So the, the Higgs boson and shit like that. Uh what they're trying to do is they're trying to uh create uh wormholes. And I think they did it one time. But who's to say that they hadn't tapped into our parallel universe and caused a a a, a, a ripple? Brief, yeah, caused a ripple and now we're overlapping. So the things that shouldn't be affecting us is affecting us because it affects the other, the other version of us and things that shouldn't be affecting the other version of us from us is doing so. We don't know. We don't, Again, we, it, don't. we don't know. And you know why? Because some things are way beyond my, my education and my, my perception of things, but I do have some, some clarity about the possibility that almost anything is possible. Absolutely. And, and, when you when you talk about it, like for me, I have a a basic understanding of the stuff, but I do get into it because because I want to know. I want to know about um, astrophysiology and everything like that. I want to be aware of these things. I want to know what's going on when they're fooling around with the God particle and and, and black matter, dark matter, and things like yeah. that, and they're trying to determine how come they can't control it and things like. I want to be I want to be aware of those things, but at the same time. Like you said, who's to say that it didn't happen? And these, there are people or beings that are trying to correct the correct the situation. Or maybe they're just sitting back watching. Like, are they right. ever gonna catch up to us? Maybe we're the maybe we're the fucking ghetto of space. I think I think that I think we are the ghetto of space. Earth is the hood. <laughs> I think I think we are the ghetto of space. Uh, Neil deGrasse Tyson said, "There's uh, millions of." particles of trash out circling around. yeah circling in an orbit around yeah. us yeah so that lets you know that we don't treat earth because we got tons of tons trash of trash shit. yeah in the oceans we got <laughs> landfills and, and wastelands and yep. then they went out in space and did the same exact fucking exact thing. thing at the perimeter of the fucking planet <laughs> yeah right over right hovering right over the motherfucker but wait, but wait. If if the moon landing was real, you know they did the same thing there. Oh, you know it. You know it. <laughs> you know where we go. That's one thing. Like we can't figure out how to not produce waste because all we know is everything produces waste. And, and throw it, just throw it away. Just throw it somewhere. Yeah. No one, no one to see that. Just throw it away. We we paid China to to like to take our waste and do whatever they're supposed to do with it. They've taken so much waste from us. They don't know what to do with it that they just start dumping it in the ocean. So we are paying them to dump our shit into the ocean. We could do that ourselves. Absolutely. <laughs> or if we wanted to be smart about it, we could take the trash and turn it into fuel or turn it into something, something that that, that would be progressive and productive, you know, something that would that would help. But the, the, finan earth. the, fi the financial connection to that would would it would kind of counteract what the investment already is the current investment right now is still fossil fuel like the electric absolutely cars, electric cars are like a, a, are, are still a dream thing because 
they still don't know how to recycle those fucking batteries when they are no longer chargeable. Yeah. yeah. You know what I'm saying? We're talking those batteries weigh hundreds of pounds. You know what I'm saying? So almost thousands of pounds, depending on the size of the vehicle. So, yeah, I mean, these are the things I always think about, man, because I was like, I sometimes I sit up and I was like, I sit on my deck out back and I, you know, sitting up smoking a little bit, drinking, looking up at the sky. And I'm like, dude, we're just a blip in the midst of all of this. And if anybody, if anybody has any idea what's happening on this planet, they would stay clear because we don't, we don't know shit. We out here fucking up. <laughs> and, and, and killing each other, killing each other over every and anything. And that's what that was one of the things that I was trying to tell Creed about when we were having a conversation. I was like, man, do you ever realize that one of these asteroids or meteorites or meteors, I should say, they could actually be a spaceship zooming by going, yo, stay the fuck away from them. Dude, even I will tell you this. We could get smacked by a fucking comet and clean all this shit up. And for those who are listening, if we got hit by a comet, we wouldn't we would have eight minutes to realize what's about to happen. That's all you get. That's all you get, bro. You get eight minutes. And it, and it all depends on where. <laughs> where where it starts wherever the point of impact is if the point of impact is is continental usa oh we're good we ain't we ain't gonna know it I, I, was, I was trying to tell somebody about that i was like if the sun blew up you have eight minutes to figure out what you're gonna do with your life because that's it Cause, yep you got eight minutes because that's that how much time it for the light to to breach the earth to dissipate <laughs> once it dissipates and it's done that's it if the sun blew up like that that would be it Dude, if the sun just went dark, if the sun just fucking imploded and went dark, dude, we'd be done in less than two years just because. No, of, it, it, uh, way before that, way before that. If a like we could, we just based on the way they, the the astrophysicists talk, uh, a black hole could just cross us. We don't even realize how fucking fragile all of this existence shit really is. Listen, most people don't. They don't realize that asteroids and meteors pass by us all the time. All the time. Bro. All the time. Dude, dude, we by. got craters on this planet that's evidence that shit done hit this motherfucker quite a few times. Yes. That's our lifetime. We hadn't seen anything substantial. But that doesn't mean in the grand scheme of like the lifetime of this universe. Hell, it's just our galaxy alone. Just the, the size of it. it. All it takes is one. It just all takes it, for for the gravitational pull to grab one of them one of them in. But because some of the asteroids are bigger than our actual planet, they're two three two to three times the size. They go on by. But if right. one of them was to actually drift into our our perimeter, yep. we, would, we would be shit out of luck. Hell, all they gotta do is hit the moon. Just one of them hit the moon. If it cracked that fucking moon and throw off the fucking gravitational field. Imagine how crazy that would be. It would be fucking tsunamis and all types of shit. But yeah, we're fighting over fucking drug busts. Right. <laughs> and color the skin of your right. the skin that you can have no control over. Ain't, ain't, it, ain't it crazy how people fight over these things, not realizing that something so simple as the tide or current coming in is based on the spin or the, the, the rotation of the earth? Bro, last summer. Last That's August, crazy. August the tenth last year, uh, we had a, 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 a above land uh, hurricane called Derecho. It passed through here, and I remember the storm kind of like dissipated by the time it hit Chicago. But it was enough to like fuck up some trees and shit like that. But here, dude, that motherfucker, I was out in it. Mm. 
I was I was going to I was going to Taco Bell with my girl. We was gonna grab something to eat real quick and go back and watch TV. It was in the middle of the fucking afternoon. We got to the drive through and I saw a wall of fucking rain coming. I'm like, well, that's the storm they were talking about, so it's no big deal. Dude, we never even got out the drive through before a fucking big ass dumpster was being blown down the fucking main street. Full dumpster, full of everything. But the wind was so strong, it was pushing it down the fucking street. Wow. It knocked over a tree in front of us and the, the fucking sign. It, it ripped the sign out of the fucking concrete onto the ground. Wow. And, and on our drive back to her house, every fucking street had a major fucking tree ripped out of it, out the ground, just blocking our path. That's crazy. It was crazy. Dude. It was like a fucking movie. It was like a, a disaster film. The last and time I, I seen something like that, I was like 10 years old. I was staying down south with my father. Yo, this is crazy. They're still cleaning up trees right now. Mm. They have like whole fields with like dead trees where they collected all of them and they're turning it all to mulch and shit. Yeah, it's the only thing you well, partly that unless it was decent enough for firewood or something like that, lumber, right. Right. little cabins or something like that. But that is but, fucking crazy to to pick up a fucking dump truck, bro. And just pushing it down the street. Yikes! You know, if you if you out in something like that, man, good luck. Because life can be very cruel. And this is one of the things I was telling about people. We worry about the wrong shit. Do you know, like, any force of nature, if it ever wanted to, it could kill you? Dude, there's almost anything. Almost anything. You can, dude, you could drink water and that, that a droplet of water can kill you. Can kill you. Can kill you. All it has to do is get in your windpipe. And That's you'll it. drown on a droplet. Yeah. It's crazy. But we don't, we're, we're so... We're so caught up on the on the frivolous shit. You know what I'm saying? I guess that's you ever wonder about that? I guess that's why our ancestors were so big on giving praise to all the elements and giving thanks to everything that, that gives they us. Feared, yeah, they feared the they feared because they they watched things and they knew that fire was dangerous. They knew lightning was dangerous. They knew that the darkness brought on the animals and the, the predators. You know what I'm saying? They prayed to the sun because the sun kept them safe. You know what I'm saying? Stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah, because I, I used to look at that stuff as like, man, they did this stuff because they were not they, they were not considering it just a religion, but they understand that these things could give life as well as take life. They were just giving giving it reverence to it, you know, not necessarily calling it a religion. Something more powerful than themselves. Absolutely. Absolutely. Man, I can't do nothing about the wind. When the wind gets up to 120 degrees, I'm just a piece of paper in the wind. What's that? What's that song the guy said? We're all just dust blowing in the wind. Dust in the wind. Yeah, that's a dope song for anybody listening to. What? Who? Who made that again? Dust in the wind. Uh, We're all just dust blowing in the wind. That is a dope fucking song, man. And if you like me, you like one up and chill. (laughs) You chill and like one up. That shit is crazy. It's uh, all just Kansas. The name of the group is Kansas. We're all just dust blowing in the wind. Yeah. And truthfully, man, like, that's why, you know, energy can't be destroyed. You know what I'm saying? It just takes... Nor created. Nor created. It just takes on a new shape. That's it. I'm saying we just so, like, even when you die, your energy just transfers to to whatever. else, yeah. And we're just not aware of what that is because nobody's come back and confirmed anything. Or maybe they have. We just, we don't know it because they're a fucking butterfly. Or maybe they're a fucking whale. 
Yeah. Let me ask you a question. Are we the speed of light slowed down into a solid form? It's possible. I yeah. think we, we could be because everything is a wave, dude, and everything is like all sound is a is a is part of that spectrum. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And if you even take into account like atoms, like we're just a collection of fucking atoms. Yeah, that's all. That's you know it. And so that means it's but the very sofa you're sitting on is made from the same shit that you're made from. So Absolutely. But actually, you're not even sitting on it because the app, the, the the friction won't allow you to make full contact. It feels like you're sitting on it because my weight is distributing. Yeah. Right. That's crazy. Ain't it? Ain't it? It's just stuff that people like they don't they don't take that into to context. And I don't think a lot of people understand it because we not we're not taught these things in school. Are we like I don't you I learn don't... this shit way after that, man? Yeah. This is this is either collegiate shit or stuff you just learn and pass yeah. into life. Yeah. Because like when you're and that's I had this conversation with my son about how like um you notice how mandatory education is like basic shit, just enough to get you out here to get a job. But uh the reason why college is so expensive is because they know that people want more than just a job and they, they exploit that. So like you you go out and you try to pursue something greater at the cost of whatever they say that is. They you know what I'm saying they they commercialize it, capitalize on it, and, and at the end of it. You never really, you, you kind of wish you just went on and got the fucking job instead of, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Ending up with a bunch of loans, paying paying off this shit. But if you got the right job, you would be able to pay it off in a couple of years, I guess. The true skill set is learning how to how to build your own wealth. You know what I'm saying? Nobody really knows how to farm and fish no more, man. Nah. I work. I work around a lot of these people that that's all they do is fucking fish and farm, man. And I start realizing that we had it, us. City people, man, we had a major disadvantage. Major, a disadvantage. major disadvantage, bro. Like we we like to live in our comforts. We don't we don't ever want to be inconvenienced in any way. And those inconveniences can happen in a heartbeat. That that derecho storm had the fucking lights out out here two weeks, bro. Two weeks. Two weeks, no power. Wow. Imagine that, bro. Like the you can. It was so dark. You can see fucking, you can see meteorites. There was no That's background crazy. light. There was no background light. So then you could, so now you can look up in the sky and you can see almost all the stars. It should look like a fucking movie up there. That's crazy. It's craziness, bro. But, and the, re the, the reason why I said the speed of light slowed down because I, I sometimes sit and wonder when, you know, when I'm off in my zone and I take off, I be looking at that stuff like, did we slow down and become what we are now? Like, did, did Instead of be, us being conformed as one group of a cluster of stars, that or maybe we're moving at the speed of light and we just can't tell because we're in the midst of it. Yeah, that was other, that's the other part. But my mind's originally was did we slow down? Like the people at the front, like what happened? You know, did someone stop teaching? Did someone stop driving? Or what? 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 What, what, what was it? But those right. just those type of conversations I'd be having with myself, man. I got it. I put one in the air. Right. It's interesting. It's one of the things like if you don't really had a if you don't got time to do shit else, it's always good to think about stuff like that. That's what you call it existential conversations with yourself. Yeah, but 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 you know, it's like that's my decompression when I'm not doing a podcast, when I'm not checking on family members, when I'm not talking to nobody, when I'm not doing music. Right. I need to escape. Right. Not necessarily escape. I need to. I need some time to myself. I need to decompress. So. Right. Um. Those are the. Things that I sit and think about. Sometimes I write them down, you know, but. Word up.
it's, it's, it's good to kind of like let your mind wander like that and, and not necessarily come up with answers, but it opens me up to kind of like when I write, I kind of get into a different pocket. I can say See, that's things. a part of that's a part of living, though, man. Like if you don't if once you lose curiosity and you stop asking those types of questions, it's almost like you don't give up on it anyway. Yeah. You know and I haven't given up yet, man. I made it this far. Um, I should have been dead a long time ago. I don't know if anybody's listening to this podcast, but I should have been dead years ago. It's too late now, bro. You're like, so you got to come get me now because I'm, 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 I'm busting the move now. If you ain't if you ain't take me out when you had the chance. Hey, good luck, buddy. Good luck. I salute you because you don't let me get too far. Like I, I, I developed too many skills. I understand things. Um, I've, I've acquired too many allies, affiliates, associates, and a bunch of shit. So I, I can move. I can maneuver when I need to. But um, life is good, though. I will say that life yeah. is good, regardless of the times that people say that we're living in. Life is still good. It's still there's still things out here to do. I still got family. I still got health. You know, I still got my friends. And there's yep. plenty of opportunities out here for me. Absolutely, man. That's what it's about, bro. That's why I appreciate you, you know what I'm saying, inviting me to this conversation. This right here was necessary. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. None, so you don't have no grandchildren, right? None at all, bro. None at all. Is that a happy feeling? I don't know, man. I don't I don't honestly, I'm more I'm more content with it. Okay. I don't feel I don't I don't feel that that itch like man when my kids gonna get up there i don't feel that i know i got a lot of friends who got grandkids and i'm gonna be looking at them like damn y'all you know what i'm saying because they kids grown as hell and now they babysitting the grandkids on the weekends and but then again they don't have they're not i'm i'm a i'm an example of uh focused effort you know what i'm saying i'm an example of like goal oriented thinking so my kids kind of like see that and they kind of focus their 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 uh intentions behind it and i'm always big on like being intentional with 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 decisions you make so that's probably why i don't have any grandkids because they know they you know i'm saying i I wasn't really a strong advocate against you know i'm saying procreation but i'm like responsibility is everything you got to live your life and make sure you achieve something you can't it's tough out here trying to raise kids when you don't got it yeah trust me when i tell you i've been there that's why i tell them all the time i've been there absolutely you know what I'm saying me raising you was a byproduct of that. I didn't have it, but I had to go get it in real time. I had to raise you in real time. Right. You know what I'm saying? And I wasn't educated the way I am now. I know that it, it costs hundreds of thousands of dollars to raise a single child. Ooh. You see what I'm saying? Most people never even touch that money. I was fortunate enough to have, you know what I'm saying, good enough jobs where I me and me and their mom had, you know what I'm saying, collectively made enough money where we touched that hand over fist. You know what I'm saying? We was able to provide lifestyles for our kids and and put them in places and situations where they didn't have to see the 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 debauchery, you know hardships. Just, yeah, they just had to. They got they had lives of of education and fun and and and, and responsibility. You know what I'm saying? It wasn't wasn't no no me cutting up packs on the on the kitchen table and bagging up and all this old shit. I didn't have to do all of that. Right. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying. I'm blessed in that way, but I do know that for them moving forward, if they like, if if Jay, Elijah, Yaya, they decide to you know and pop one out, at this point, shit, I did my part. Yeah, but and the other thing is about it is I like, got no disrespect to nobody who has kids at a young age, but 
or anybody who has kids, but you know, if you did have a dream, you kind of submit to the will of having a child because now you have someone to take care of. Yep. So you have to make a wise decision. Like, is this really what you want to do? Yep. And, and people ask me all the time, how come you don't have kids? Because there is shit that I wanted to do. Mm-hmm. I grew up around people who hadn't traveled. Mm-hmm. I grew up around people who hadn't been out of Chicago. They had never been to a suburb in Chicago. They had never been outside of Illinois. Right. So it was my personal goal to be like, I'm going everywhere I can before I can't experience your life. Exactly. And one of the one of the messages recently that I got that was a reminder of that was uh, Dion Cole. Mm-hmm. Right. He, right. He did his special. And he said, if you're around 30 years old, if you're 40, I forgot how he did. If you say if you're around, if you're 30 years old, you got 30 more summers before your time's up. What you going to do? Mm-hmm. And when he said that, it, it struck it hit me right away. Like, oh, shit. Like the clock is one from the moment you are born here. And the moment you have realization, there's a clock on you. It been on you since you got here, but the clock is now on you to make sure that you enjoy your life, live your life and have fun. Every opportunity you get to do something, you got to take that, take that opportunity, man. Absolutely. I appreciate about chick I'm talking to now, man, because she's like always like inspiring me to like, let's go do this. Hey, we should plan this. It ain't no, uh, I, we need to pay these bills, blah, blah, blah. We know that already. We know the bills. We know what life has in store, but we also know that life is fragile as hell. Middle-aged man, dude. I'm, I'll be 45 in January. That, that ain't lost on me. You know what I'm saying? I just lost a homie. Uh, been knowing him since fucking kindergarten. You know what I'm saying? He died in his sleep. I went to his funeral and shit like that. It mm-hmm. fucked me up. And then DT, you see what I'm saying? These things like, like life is always constantly reminding you that this shit is fragile. You know what I'm saying? You got a clock. Everybody, every last one of us got a clock. And it's either, and it's like two different, I I view those as two different scenarios, bro. I view it as like, uh, on one hand, my buddy died in his sleep. No control over that scenario at all. The way DT went out, he went out by his own, you know what I'm saying? On terms, yeah. Right. Those are two different, those, like, dude, that's, that's it. You know what I'm saying? Because either that you're going, you don't, you you don't have no, nothing is promised. You got to do what you got available to you. Make it happen. Make it there's happen. Nothing, there's nothing. There's nothing that I can't do, and I know this. There's nothing I can't do. If I want to make a million dollars, all I got to do is figure out the stream of income and focus. Do you get what I'm saying? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I, me being a dad is is the job that that was was awarded me i don't look at it like it's just some shit i just took on this is a job that was awarded me you know what i'm saying i took that job on and and, and i ran with it because i knew what i knew what it looked like to not have a dad around and not to say my dad wasn't present but shit, i knew what it was like when he wasn't in the house yeah definitely you know what i'm saying yeah d- definitely and, and i know for a fact my my father wasn't there uh at all so like I said earlier, I, there was a lot I had to figure out on my own. There was a lot of things I had to 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 go through. I had to have the trials and tribulations of learning how to talk to girls, learning how to treat women, right. uh, learning how to talk to women, learn learn just everything I had to learn. You know, uh, tying a tie, the simplest shit. You know what I mean? Like you don't you don't have it because you don't have that have that father figure in the house. But what right. I did was I, I paired up at times with guys 
who not only were dealing with the same thing, but they were guys who did come from better families than a, a household with a, uh, both parents, I should say better families, but right. a household with both parents and, and you, you get, you get game from them and they Absolutely. game you up and they tell you certain things. They tell you how, you know, how to treat women or they tell you how to, how to, how to be responsible or calm your temper down. Cause a man, an angry man is a foolish man and he'll make mistakes and those are the things that you didn't want to do it. And I, I enjoyed, I enjoyed all that stuff, man. But in this yeah. era and this time of my life, I'm getting back to the point now because of hearing Dion Cole say that, you know, you got 30 more summers left. I know um, I learned some things and it's kind of crazy that I learned it when I learned it, how I learned it. Um, because it was never anything that was taught to me in my youth when I probably should have learned it. So I was like well into my adult life when I learned it, but like just maintaining a masculine frame and not being a hothead. Yes, sir. You know what I'm saying? It was like one of them things where like, cause I watched my mom and my dad argue and I watched how he responded to it. And I didn't realize what I was seeing and how, and what it, what it meant. Like my dad never was one of them dudes who lost his cool. You know what I'm saying? He maintained his masculine frame, but it wasn't nothing he ever taught me. You see what I'm saying? So like to have an emotional reaction to things, it's not that it's, it's abnormal, but for a man, when you're in a leadership role, imagine being on a battlefield and your, your commander, whoever your commander is, can't keep his cool and he fucking freaking out on the field. You're going to lose confidence in what, what your position is in the battle. Because you follow the leader, right? Yep. And that's, and when you remain in a relationship, that's key. That's one of the key components. But again, that's something that's not really, that's not really discussed too much in the black community. No. You know what I'm saying? You see a lot of these guys out here now, they, a lot of these dudes out here doing all this killing, they, they're in that feminine frame. They're not, they're not thinking about the, the ramifications or the outcomes. They're not looking far enough ahead to say, man, maybe I need to step away from this and cool off. Fall back, yeah. Do you think some of that stuff happens because of ego as well? Oh, absolutely. But see, the ego is the ego is uh, it's almost like an egg yolk. You know what I'm saying? The ego is egg yolk. The, the shell is the, the fragile part. The ego isn't necessarily fragile. It's the it's the what, what you're protecting your ego with that's fragile. So if you're in your masculinity, if you're being a masculine man, if you're being and, and a lot of people look at masculinity as being like a negative. But I look at it like just being being who you are as a man and knowing who you are as a man is going to protect your ego at all times anyway. Absolutely. Absolutely. When you don't have any identity in that way, then that's when you start just losing your shit because everything comes off as disrespect. Mm. You know what I'm saying? You don't know how to, you don't know how to contextualize that shit. You don't look at it like, man, I'm not going to pay this no attention. Yeah. You know yeah. And I, I was, I, you know what? I, I told people that quite a few times. It was like, you don't let things bother you. And I was like, I told y'all before, I don't give a fuck, but one of the reasons why I don't, I don't, I am nonchalant is because there's a part of me that you just really don't want to deal with. But right. because I know certain things just really don't bother me, I'm not going to give it any attention. Why should I be riled up and uh, explaining myself or defending my stance on anything just because of a situation that transpired or someone is talking crazy or they, have, they, they feel like they have a point? You should have a point. It's okay to have a point. So it's okay to drop facts and have an opinion. But mm-hmm. if we're not getting to the level of disrespect or anything, I'm not worried about that, man. Like, do what you're going to do. Like, I'm, I'm comfortable with who I am, and I feel how I feel the same way you feel how you feel. I don't need to be overexpressive about it. Do you realize how much power it is in having discipline? 
man like a lot of guys out here don't want to be a bitch or perceived as a bitch and their perception of what that even means is like totally like outside of like what you consider to be like a uh, true masculinity yes sir you know what i'm saying a lot of guys well i, I ain't no bitch you ain't gonna talk to me any kind of way like dude what are you talking about it's not, it's not about me talking to you any kind of way you're just receiving this information with your emotions you know what i'm saying so a lot of guys need to learn how to like separate the two you know what i'm saying yeah. there's like yeah shit pisses me off but my reaction is is indication of where my position of power is do you so, think that partially because of the aggression with that i think we may have talked about this before it comes from the whole prison culture i don't even think it comes from the prison culture bro because not everybody got that background but most people are raised in single parent households okay you know what I'm saying? Most, a lot of people are raised in single parent homes. I mean, keeping it a buck and they learn how to react to certain situations the way the person that's raising them react to certain situations. So what were you saying? You were saying um, about how uh, people were being in their uh, not necessarily being in their masculine frame because they're raised in single parent households. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the influence of the people that raised them. Uh, it's like it's the same thing with like guys. I said this like guys who are raised solely by their dads are kind of like not necessarily emotionally intelligent either. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's like uh, your mom, your mom being a nurturer is doing like women get into their masculine frame when they don't have a man around because they have to. It's by it's a it's a survival mechanism. So it's like a switch that turns on and off. <clears throat> um, but she's always in mother mode because that. It's just a habit. So, like, when a guy is raised in the household, let's say you're the youngest, she's probably going to baby you up more because you're her last, you're the last cup. You know what I'm saying? And she doesn't want to lose you or whatever. If you're the oldest, you could be the, you could be the daughter or the son. Without a, without a man in the house, that, that's going to be the man of the house. Girl or boy is going to be the man of the house. And that teaches, uh, teaches uh, uh, imprecise version of what that manhood looks like because she doesn't have a point of reference. So if she doesn't like put, put that child in a situation where there's other men around to model after, if that male role model isn't present in any form of fashion, then the only way they can actually model themselves after a man is either through media or through mom. Mm -hmm. You see what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So a lot of these guys get out here and they react to certain con conflicts and stuff like that as their mom would. You know what I'm saying? They're doing their best interpretation of what they think a man is. A lot of the, uh, the aggression that they project usually come from fucking TV and movies any fucking way. You know what I'm saying? From the music they listen that's to. That's a fact, them. man. That, that's a, man, that's, that's crazy how that happens, right? Like, they listen to all this rap music and all this shooting and killing and all that, and they think that that's actually them. Not right. realizing the person that's doing it is either acting or they're telling their life story. Or they're telling somebody else's story. Correct. Correct. I'm sorry, but I, I forgot that part. But they are some of these guys are telling someone else's story. Yep. It's something I've been thinking about for years, bro. It's like trying to put it all in in in, in the right uh, word frame. It's kind of one of them things where uh, because I'm a people watcher, I kind mm -hmm. of like look at my life. I look at again. I look at me and my brother because I hit the, I jumped off the porch earlier than he did. And uh, I mean, me being three years older doesn't really make that much difference. But I jumped off the porch earlier than he did. 
but because when he did finally jump off the porch, it was more in rebellion to my mom because she was kind of coddling him too much and he was trying to be a man. Oh, wow. When you reach that certain age as a young boy, you kind of start trying to, you start identifying with what you see mm-hmm. that, that you can relate to. So, you know what I'm saying? He related to me. He used to fucking steal my clothes and wear my clothes and shit because I stayed fresh. You know what I'm saying? I worked, come home. I was hustling, come home with some fresh clothes, hang them up in the closet, come home, that shit gone. He wore that shit to school. You know what I'm saying? Shit like that. <clears throat> and uh, when he finally jumped off the porch himself, he, you know what I'm saying? That nigga just left home and stayed with some older white chick. And yeah, that nigga was like 16, 15, 16 years old, standing with some 19-year-old white chick. Mm. And uh, he was out there, you know what I'm saying, serving packs and shit like that, doing doing young, young nigga shit, trying to put money in his pocket. Find his and, own way. Yeah, trying to find his way because uh, the role models weren't necessarily abundant at that time. Plus, we were li- we lived way too far from my dad by the time that it occurred. I jumped off the porch while we were still living in Chicago. So I was kind of like, I was out there, but everything for me was strictly based around me rapping, bro. Like, my, all my peers were part of that. Uh, all my like I was part of the media team at school I was learning all about video editing and music and stuff like that I took I signed myself up for piano classes because my mom wasn't very hands-on with my education at the time so I was kind of like just picking out my own classes and shit that interested me so all of that stuff kind of like led me down a particular path to where I felt like I wanted to be Okay. You know what I'm saying? I was, that was that was my thing. I was in the streets, you know, I was smoking my weed. I'd be drinking. I'd skip school, hanging out, be fucking chicks and shit like that. But it wasn't none of that. I wasn't out there thugging like that. You know what I'm saying? But all my niggas was my niggas. Right. You know what right. I'm saying? So I'd be on the L, hop, hop the L. As soon as we get to school, get everybody together. We hop the L, go all the way on the west side, go hang out out there, or go way on the north side, go hang out out there, go out to Hyde Park, hang out on, go to the lakefront, some shit like that. Just do some old teenager shit. But moving down south kind of changed all of that because now my inner circle ain't, ain't around me no more. So I had to like adapt and reapply what I thought I knew. And that put me in an environment where I was really hitting the studio because now I'm around a bunch of motherfuckers who go, who rap. You know what yeah. I'm saying? It's a new environment because I never knew Southern niggas could spit bars. I never knew Southern niggas even had access to studios like this. Yeah. And that kind of gave me a new appreciation for my gifts. It made me a little bit more focused, but I still didn't have that. I didn't have that discipline that having my dad in my life would have probably made a difference for. You see what I'm saying? Question to you. Uh If you had a message to give to your younger self, that's like between the ages of 16 and 23, what would it be? Um, Fuck them hoes. Go hard. (laughs) Nah. I mean, something along them lines, bro. For real though, because I was, I was, you know, you know, you know me, bro. You know what I'm saying? You see me work. You know how we get down. You know how I give it up. Uh, the only thing I can say though to my, my younger self, I would probably give my younger self all the game I give my sons. But then I would just also stay focused on your grind, man. You know, you're good at this. You got this. I think your first statement was 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 correct and, and on point. I think I would tell my younger my I would tell my 16 or 23. Fuck everything, like whatever it is, find what you want to do and do that shit. Like Go just hard. stick to it. Go hard. Don't let nobody else bother you about it. And, and, and I would say along the way, you are going to endure some hardships. My girlfriend down and all that. You are going to endure some hardships. Mm-hmm. Ne- 
Let those things make you stronger. Don't let them deter you from the end goal. Stay on it. Yep, absolutely. And I think another thing I probably tell myself is keep your little brother closer. Yeah. Everything you want is in is within your grasp if you just right stay there. focused. Yep. Just stay focused. It's all going to come to you. Absolutely. Time time is time is just a stream. You know, don't worry about that. Just focus on what you got in front of you. Just do that. Because yeah. you can't change the past and you can't you can't predict the future. Just work and grind. Right. Work grind and the outcomes will the outcomes will show you exactly what the, what, what it was all worth. That's a fact. That's oh, a fact. Yo, I appreciate you jumping on here with me, man. This was dope. We got to do it again, bro. Absolutely. We got to do this again, bro. Absolutely. We're going to, once I get this, this, you get, you really just plant the seed, you know what I'm saying? You know, lit the flame in me. I, I think I'm going to go ahead and just, you know what I'm saying? Pull the trigger on what I got as far as concept, concepts for this, this podcast. And we're going to collab and. Absolutely. Absolutely. And let's get it cracking, bro. Yeah, man. Um, Yo, everybody that's listening, this is my guest, 606, part of my group, Critical Mass. Um, this is one of the episodes I love right here. I'm glad we were able to have this conversation, man. Absolutely. Anything you want to say? Any bars you want to drop or anything like that before we head up out of here? I just want to tell everybody to uh, check out Red Rooms Are Real on, on Critical Mass and Bandcamp.com. You know, uh, we, we, we've been doing it. We got a, a nice robust catalog you know what i'm saying everybody everybody on the team with it you know what i'm saying there's a lot of shit y'all ain't heard too because i don't I don't, i've been shitting me i can shit music and and we got smoke for for anybody <laughs> <laughs> that's a fact like just because we haven't been as active don't mean that we ain't got it for you <laughs> okay we are working man you heard you heard that recent beat Oh yeah, man, yeah. I, heard, <laughs> I had to hit you up like, yo. <laughs> yeah, look, look, I asked him, I said, can you do that for me? He said, I got you. And then he did. <laughs> He's like, yo, it's in there. And I listened to it. I was like, mm. I sent him a message like, I like it, but it sounds like you ain't really, you know, you ain't right. go in. He's like, I'm in a funk right now. You know, I did the best I could. I was like, yeah, I fuck with it though. Right. Hey, but it's. <sighs> Like, I don't even know what your vision for it was. <laughs> you you want to go hey, back and forth? How, how you want to do that? Hey, we could do it. We could go, we could do the back and forth. You know what I'm saying? Two bar, four bar, however you want to go back and forth and just right. and just cook on it. That yeah, shit is cook on man, it. When he sent that shit to me, I was like, oh hey, bro. That's that right there. I know AGK sent me a beat uh Saturday morning and they put a battery in my back. Cause he had already dropped his verses on it. I'm uh, I'll send you a copy of it that you know, saying what we did and shit like that. And you're gonna hear you're gonna be like, oh shit. Yeah, he got yeah. back in the game too, man. He has he had listened to Red Rooms Are Real and got motivated. Good, good, good. I hope uh AGK AGK, if you if you're hearing this, man, I hope you're doing well, bro. God okay. bless you. God bless you. And um what's my man's name? Fat what? Mac. Tone fly. Yep, Tom. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Um, but we're going to get up out of here. Remember the mission statement when you're striving for greatness. God never leaves you, puts you in a driver's seat if it's taken. Remember the mission statement when you're striving for greatness. God never puts you in the driver's seat if it's taken. Absolutely.
We out. Peace.